Are you an indie podcast or content creator looking to reach a wider audience? Look no further. Introducing Podcastic, the ultimate podcast network designed exclusively for indie creators like you. At Podcastic, we believe in the power of unique voices and fresh perspectives. We're here to amplify your passion and creativity, connecting you with a growing community of engaged listeners who crave original content. Podcastic is more than just a platform. It's a support system built for indie podcasters, offering a range of resources to help you succeed. From tailored promotional campaigns to professional production assistance, we're here to help you shine. Our intuitive platform makes it easy for you to be seen and heard. We do all the heavy lifting for you. You just show up and create. Plus, with our advanced analytics, you'll gain valuable insights into your audience's preferences, allowing you to refine your content and grow your fan base. Ignite your passion, expand your reach, and thrive with podcasting. Visit our website at www.podcasticlife.com to get started. Podcasting, the home for indie podcasts and content creators. Motor City Soul Food has a new location at 14830 Telegraph in Redford with drive through and call-ahead service. Same delicious fried and baked chicken, barbecue ribs, fried and smothered pork chops, meatloaf, and more. The same macaroni and cheese, candied yams, dressing, black-eyed peas, and colored greens. Motor City Soul Food, now with three locations, Greenfield and 10 miles south of Starbucks, 7 Mile and Myers, and 14830 Telegraph across from Carwright. Motor City Soul Food, number one when it comes to taste. Every athlete, every person, every has an opportunity. Some opportunities what is this? don't come when you want them. But if you're prepared, good opportunities can happen. Always be ready because you never know when your number is going to get called. Emmy Apparel, encourage me, I'm young. Welcome to the Rise and Grind Morning Show. We do this every Monday through Friday, except for on Thanksgiving, 9 to 11, and that's what we do. And if we want to go over, we will, because we can, because we own our own stuff. That's that's what we ain't on nobody else's time limit. Um, Today's going to be a good show. We celebrating 50 years of hip-hop here. Woo! And we got some, baby! We got something really hot for them. We got some hot fun before we go into that. I want to go into my host of the day. I got two hosts of the day, and they both men. Well, one is a woman, too. I'm sorry. She ain't really the host, but she here. She doing something with her fingers like, come here. But anyway, um, he's a giant. Not a, not a, no, he, he, he a big, he, he just big as hell. Uh, I, <laughs> he go by the name of nothing other than Mr. Byron, Mr. Chocolate Man himself. William! That's what, it was supposed to have an echo with it, but it don't, don't have an echo. What up, dope? This was up. Um, this Byron. In case y'all don't know, I'm going to give you a little history of Byron. Byron was, um, 
he was a, he was in the hip hop, and next thing you know, he wound up. I mean, if, if you can stop me on the wrong, oh, go ahead, man. he was a hip hop. He was an artist, then he wound up becoming Eminem's first bodyguard. Um, if it wasn't for him, a lot of things wouldn't have got done. I don't want to get too. I ain't gonna give. I don't want to say the wrong things. So can you explain what I was about to say? What I was saying the wrong shit. What you mean in regards to... Uh, if it wasn't for you, certain things wouldn't have got done. Oh, you mean as far as working with Eminem? Yes. Oh, yeah, man. Um, hell, if it wasn't for me, man. He and I'm not trying to be funny. Can you turn my mic up a little bit? A little yeah, oh, bit? It's a, uh, if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be here. <laughs> Very true. I mean, Flat out. I mean, name. you know, um, I, I kept him alive during the whole death row, East Coast, West beef. The notorious Suge Knight chasing our ass all over the damn globe. <laughs> yeah, but you can read all that in my book, Shady Business. There you go. That's available on the website right underneath my name. Right. Yeah. Um, Byron, uh, we've been, uh, damn, I know you for how long? It's 30 years. 30, 30 years now. Yeah, that's okay. 30 years. Um, until, the, until my other, hold on, wait a minute. Turn my mic up, turn my mic up. There we go, there we go. Until my other host, the one and only, he's he's a, he's part of a dynamic duo, okay? They're twins, right? This is my favorite buddies. AJ and SJ, they're some, they the one, some of the biggest historians on hip-hop. Not just Detroit hip-hop, but hip-hop, period. SJ is in the building with us, y'all, today. What up, though? What up, though? He said that's why he wanted the mic check. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly why I wanted the mic check. But Don, what up? Thanks for having me, Doc. No, no uh, problem. Um, so, SJ, how long have I known you, brother? We might be going on a cool twenty. You know. What I'm saying? No, we've been past twenty. You think so? Switch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch play. Uh, Switch play is past twenty. Yeah, so right right when Switch Play was starting, we didn't even know that it was just starting right then when we walked in the building. Oh, yeah, that was, 19, yeah. That was 1998. Yeah, Marcel introduced us. Yeah, Hollow introduced us, so, and we've been rocking ever since. And um, until my other host down there, um, she's shaking her head because she don't even know why she here. What? Well, <laughs> the this morning. That's the one and only Miss Maria uh, J, y'all. What's up, everybody? What's up? She could, you can check her out on every Sunday at 5 p.m. She had her own show. Yes, The Journey Over My Journey. <laughs> That's how it's called? Journey the, journey, the Journey Over My Journey. That's right, okay. Yes. Um, I don't I don't want to start. I'm going to start this off uh, really dope, but we are honoring people in hip-hop, uh, especially people who I take a personal liking to um, and love. My brother is here, but we ain't going to say his name yet because um, we got a guest on video, uh, Mr. Cool. Oh, wait a minute. We got another our other host, Kimani. Kimani. What up, he, what up? He, Oh, what up, though, Cool Rock? You all right? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, that's what's up. Can you bring him on screen, please? Jenny, can you bring Cool Rock on the screen? Okay, we're about to bring you on screen, Cool Rock. You all right? He just went out. He just went out. No, he just went out. That's that New York boy came through. Um, I don't know what's happening, but Kimani, you in the building? Yeah, I'm in the building. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all see me? No, we can't see you. Go. Oh, there you go. Cool. All right, there I go. There I go. Y'all right. see me now. Now we Okay, let's get let's get Cool Rock on there. The volume is kind of low though. Okay, we about to take care of that. All right, I'm gonna have to do it without the headphones. All right, what's going on? Not much, brother. 
Um, we got you in here to celebrate the 50th, 50th year hip hop in a major way. We, we, we trying to get you on video right now because we got so much going on. There you go. There you go. What up, what up? <laughs> one, the one original uh, members of the Fat Boys. Can we, can't, we can't call you Cool Rock Ski or just Cool Rock? Cool Rock, cool rock Ski. Doesn't really matter. All right, then that's cool. That's cool. Hey man, you got so you got about let me see at least three people in here who know exactly who the hell you are, right? Yes, um, <laughs> and, and, and everybody in here heard of the fat boys, right? Right, but um, I'm, I'm so happy to get you on here, man, because I want to know what you got going on now. Because I think you was doing something like um. Uh, a barbecue, uh, some type of event that you was doing every year, and and, and um, uh, contributing the lives of uh, uh, your your partners. Man, is that true? Right. Yeah, that's well, dope. Yeah, every year um, since two thousand and twenty-one, I've been throwing uh, in my old neighborhood, East New York, Brooklyn. I've been throwing the the classic hip hop and R and B cookout. Um, so I got together with Dana White from UFC. And um, he sponsored it. And so I just, you know, it, it really is nothing but a, a big um, kind of like a family reunion kind of thing where you get mm-hmm. people to come out, you know, performers. Performers are paid, you know what I'm saying? You get performers to come out and we give our citations um, to people. Um, proclamations, I'm sorry, citations, I'm not a cop. We give our proclamations. I'm like, you're passing out. I was like, you're tickets. Out tickets. <laughs> I'm bugging. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, took somebody to get out there, and give him a citation. <laughs> All right. but, um, oh yeah, you can nah, give our proclamations. <laughs> yeah, give our proclamations to different acts, and um, okay. so we've been doing that for the. We're gonna do another one um, in 2024. We didn't do 2023 because I didn't want to get caught up in the whole 50th anniversary hype. Everybody's right. everybody stamping. <laughs> 50th anniversary on everything. I seen it stamped on a uh, strip club. 50th anniversary of hip hop. I'm like, oh damn, wow. you know. So wow. everybody's yeah. doing it. Yeah, and I know you have a different view on what hip hop really is too. So I watched a couple of your interviews, and you was just telling people like how how things were, um, how you looked at things, and even how you started looking at money after a while. So I want to go into the I want to go into the situation with you getting you you like you were almost in perfect health too. You said almost in perfect health? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't think nobody's on this planet in perfect. I mean, you right. know what? You try to you try to do the main right. do Not, something to maintain yourself. Right. You it's, like, it's like you maintain and, the Yeah. So what yeah, you, as you get older, you gotta do something to maintain your health. You can't you can't just um sit around and you know get rigor mortis in your body. You gotta move your body around. So that's what I've been trying to teach to or try to imply to the the older generation. Um, you know, you don't give up because you get to a certain age and you just feel like I don't have to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's all about just taking care of yourself, eating right, um, getting at least about a gallon of water in your bo- a body a day, you know, if you can. And, you know, just doing something for yourself and your family. You know, mainly, you know, mainly just to stick around for your loved ones. You know what I mean? So. Most definitely. Um, when it's look because you had you you made a hell of a transformation from going on to um, to be one of the Fat Boys versus 
how how you look right now to this day. You said that in one interview, you said that your your mom's actually was kind of um, key into you transforming. Yeah, um, yeah. I realized we were only like 16, 17 years old when we started out. And we were relatively really young, and so we were very active as kids. But you know, as you start going on tours and on the road, you start eating food like two, three o'clock in the morning because you know you're checking out the hotel or you're getting off stage at a certain time. You gotta leave the venue. Maybe three o'clock in the morning, you're getting out of there. So the only thing open is like Denny's and, and you know Pizza Hut and whatever was was going on at the time. So pretty much, um, my mother never really cared about um, the whole superstardom, whatever you want to call this at that time. She cared more about um, her child, you know, right. that she gave birth to. So I pretty she pretty much just said, you know, you don't have to be like. So I gave I pretty much came to her with the option of, of losing the weight. And she, you know, she backed it one thousand percent. So we just threw out a lot of stuff out the cupboard. I was really, I was still young at this time. I was like maybe twenty years old when I started the journey. So it was like, you know, I was really young. Wow. We, I just stopped eating like a lot of, you know, the 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 worst thing I was doing was drinking a lot of soda. So if I can encourage anybody to do one thing, is like leave the soda. It's like liquid. It's like liquid sugar. You know, it, it does nothing for your body. It rots your teeth. Um, it's, it's just full of sugar. So if I can encourage somebody to do something, one thing to, to eliminate out their diet would be soda. And I think with us, I'm not just talking about, you know, my, my, my fight is for anybody, but it's specifically for the black community. And I think with us, we, we have this thing where we drink a lot of soda like soda and, and cheap juice and fruit juice and stuff with oh yeah with you know, tons of fruit tons of sugar in that yes. crap you know not fructose corn syrup yeah fructose corn syrup that's sugar up your brain yeah so um in your transformation and I, and I, and I, I, I watch like I, I, when I say I watch so many uh your videos and stuff um I was looking at y'all was only like 16, 17 years old when y'all did disorderly, disorderly. You know what I'm saying? Disorderlies. I'm slow. I'm slow today. I'm a, That's a movie, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was, um, I was turning 19 that year when we shot Disorderlies. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. So with, with Crush Crew, we was like 17. Um, and we were we were like youngest. Kids on the set. Besides LL, LL was like maybe one year younger than us. You know. Wow. Yeah, I heard he was like sixteen years old, fifteen to sixteen years old when he did that movie. What was yeah. the big? What was the difference between doing uh, Crush Groove and Disorderlies? The money. <laughs> <laughs> money was better. You know? Money was better. Okay. Um, yeah, we got like eighteen five to do Crush Groove. And you know, close to three hundred thousand to do um, disorderly. So yeah, the money oh, was better. The food was better on the set. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the food was better and the money was better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's a big emotion picture. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna play the um, the the ending of Crush Group, but we ain't want to get flagged because we are broadcasting live on Facebook as well. So right. Uh, um, how at that moment? Did you look at did did you look at it like you and your group had made it by being on the stage with Run DMC, being around Russell and everybody, Sheila E. How did you how did you take that moment? 
at the time we were shooting Crush Groove, um, it was, you know, it, you're oblivious to everything when you're so young in, in the music and just entertainment as a whole. So you're oblivious to a lot of stuff. So a lot of stuff is just flying over your head and you're not really appreciating nothing because it's like, you don't really know nothing. So a lot of the stuff was, plus, you know, uh, before that we was doing so many shows with Run DMC, with Houdini and with Curtis Blow that by the time we got to the movie set, we were already friends anyway. And by the way, when we were shooting that movie, um, we had started the, fr the second Fresh Festival tour um, right after that movie was done. So the scene, All You Can Eat, um, we sh that was shot at the last end of Crush Groove. So what happened was we was on, I think we were in Mississippi somewhere. We were on tour of the second Fresh Festival and we flew out um, that night after we got off stage to get to New York. At, we had to be on set like six o'clock in the morning. We shot from six to like 9 a.m., got back on the, on the jet and just in time for the show, um, the next show. So that was like a really rock star moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> just getting, getting the private jet, getting back on and doing wow. another show, you know? Most definitely. Um, so how do you, anybody get it before I get, before I bombard with the question, anyway, go ahead, ask me a question. question. You know, we're talking about 50 years of hip hop. We keep, you know, a lot of time we forget about the unsung heroes of hip hop. And, uh, what was that groupie life like? What's that boys? What was that groupie life like, man? Come on, man. <clears throat> what do I think life would be like? No, no, no. The groupies. The groupie life. 50 years of hip-hop. What was the groupie life right. like? The groupie life. What groupies. Was the, the groupies. Oh, the groupies. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if anybody saw the unsung uh, that mm. we did a while back. Uh -huh. uh, Mark and Buff was the groupie kings. You know, because um, <laughs> you know, they relished that moment. They relished that that whole lifestyle of um, being, you know, hip hop stars or whatever. So what Buff would do, Buff is the human beatbox. He, what he would do, would, he would change the light bulbs in his. First of all, he would get a suite for himself. We get regular rooms, but he'll come out of his pocket and get a suite. <laughs> and he had changed the light bulbs in the room from from white to red to blue. You know, I I, 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 I never special. understood that to this day. I guess it was an aphrodisiac for him or something. But um, <laughs> so they were like the, me. I was more into just getting back into the hotel and watching ESPN and seeing who won the latest college football games. Um, I was really, I was never really a groupie guy. You know what I mean? It was. I mean, listen, Houdini was the masters of that stuff. When he was on tour with them. They they had some. They had groupies coming out the whatever, you know. <laughs> so, you know, so, so it was, you know, so uh, guys like Extra C, may he rest in peace, and Jalil and Grandmaster D, they were they, they were the groupie kings out there, you know. So, wow, that's so dope. Um, I, when when you look at when you look at your past, when you like the past music of hip hop versus what's going on now today, can you describe it? In one word, what's going on, or how you feel about it? Well, the content is well, first of first and foremost, no disrespect to the artist that's doing rap. You know, um, as far as the hip hop culture, the hip hop culture is what it is. Um, I think they, I think a lot of these artists changed around what the hip hop culture is. A lot of them don't understand what the hip hop culture is, so they think what they're doing is is part of hip hop. They just throw the word hip hop in there um, for the fact that it sounds good, right? Um, but they don't do any kind of breakdancing or graffiti or D. They don't have DJs anymore in back of them. So 
um, they just do with rap at right. this point. And a lot of them are just rhyming. They're not even rapping. Um, but <laughs> the content is just really, um, dare I say, horrible. It's, it's no songs. They don't know how to structure a song. Everything right. is just beats and rhymes with these guys. And whatever sounds good to them in the studio, they're going to put it out. Whoever's putting it out. And you get a lot of these female artists, especially, who are not um, <laughs> worrying about what they're translating over to the younger females. You um, better say it. That's coming up. <clears throat> and so a lot of it is just P talk, you know, talk about how much money a man has to have. It's just it's just the same old rhetoric. And like I was telling someone the other day, this particular flow that a lot of these guys are using um, flows switch up every two to three years right. with rap. These guys been using this flow for the past damn 15 years. It's like yeah. it, it's never changed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, you know, you get guys like a J. Cole and, you know, the, the usual suspects like Kendrick Lamar and all these guys, they're, they're lyrically, they're lyrical. But you get a lot of these guys who are just rapping about Dracos and killing one another. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much what hip hop is now all about. I wrote a post on Facebook which said that, um, a lot of the lyrical content that we had in the earlier days, like with X Clan and Public Enemy and KRS One and Poor Righteous Teachers, and a few, you know, we had a balance. So you had the party aspect, you had the the conscious aspect, you had the whatever you want to call it, gangster gangster aspect. You don't have, you only have one particular lane now in hip hop and rap. So um, that's what they're giving us, you know. What I'm saying. Wow. Somebody said we need to take it back. I'm like, well, first we got to buy it back because you know it's been sold a long damn time ago, so we can't yeah. take it back. You know, right? Very true, man. Listen, we we really appreciate um, you coming aboard, man. I know when I reached out to you, you wasn't acting funny. You just said what it's about. Send me a link and. And here you are. I really appreciate and respect the contribution that you have given to hip hop. And I hope that everything keep going for you and that we stay in contact because we will definitely want to know yes, more sir. about the R&B, the R&B, hip hop and R&B cookout. Because we want to we, maybe we just bring our team down there, too, and actually broadcast live directly from your um, okay. event. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, y'all. You don't. Yes, hell yeah, that'd be dope. No, but pretty much everything is free. We got free food, we got um drinks, we got lawn chairs out. You know, everybody's older now, so people can't stand up all day. We got lawn chairs out there. If you so, um we just give people a good time. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? If you don't mind. Me, I just turned 23. Nice, nice. Nice, nice. I ain't gonna lie, you look younger than most people I know. So, uh, <laughs> it ain't surprising. No, I really appreciate you, brother. Um, Kurowski, y'all. Hey, hey Kurowski. You're welcome here anytime. Anytime you want to have anything promoted or anything, because people watch us from all over the country, all over the world, actually. We really appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you having me, man. Salute no to you guys. No problem. No you problem. have a blessed day, brother. All right. Peace out.
piece. That was so dope. Yeah, that um, was dope. That's yeah, history right there, that's, man. That's definitely history. I had to bring on Kowalski because what happened was, I'm not going to lie, Richard Heath pissed me off, right? <laughs> so Richard Heath, from, I mean, he on podcast, <laughs> he had a 50th anniversary of hip-hop, right? <laughs> so how dare he not have me on his show, right? But he had my producer, my first producer, Jewel, on his show. I said, you know what? I know what to do. Shade. Yeah, shade. Very much. Shade. I said, I know what to do. Uh, Rich, this is for you. Um, <laughs> they keep growing up here, man. Um, hey, listen, Richard, you made me do this. Hey, look, with, with Royce Teller, with Flex, look, see, you made me do this right. Mm -hmm. Royce, I mean, Richard, you made me do this. Um, listen, y'all, we're about to go to our first commercial today. We'll be right back. Kimani will finally get to say something. <laughs> 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 and we'll be right back, y'all, after these messages. I hope y'all keep watching. Sure thing. I am MC Light. Um, 50 years of hip hop. Got side one of a cassette. Most of y'all don't know about that. That life. You don't know about that cassette life. Um, Prosper, designer of the jacket, which is why it's so fly. 1973, the year hip hop was born. And bow. It's all about that. Um, so I'm, I'm glad, Kimani, before we, before we get started, I got something to say because I didn't know she had an MC Light thing in here, right? So the first rap battle between two women I ever seen in my life was with him, with Jewel. When MC, remember, Jewel, do you remember when MC Light tried to battle Boss on 7 Mile? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. When I tell you, <laughs> it was... Who won? What? What? Break that down. Tell us about it. Break that down. So, first of all, me me and Boss was a rap group. Right. Lady and the Tramp, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> Imagine the other half of that. Yeah. yeah. What'd you say, Joe? Nothing. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so, they said MC Light was going to. I don't know if it was your cousin that had the shop. Was that your cousin, friend, or something that had the shop? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we just bombarded. So we just went up there. See, and Jewel ain't shit. Um, I'm gonna tell you why. Jewel knew what, what was the possibilities of what was gonna happen. MC Light was sitting there, you know, cool. Me, Jewel, boss walked in. I think we had one more person with us. And so talk, start talking. Then they wanted to rap. He said, "My, my, this guy, uh, Light can beat your girl." Jewel like, huh? Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie, Jewel had a whole team of assassins. Okay? The days. Uh, um, those, uh, I mean, assassins. For real. This, you talking about, you're talking about 88, 89. Okay? Yeah. So just imagine having Detroit's most wanted. B mm -hmm. Def. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Myself. I Rock. Mm -hmm. Sniper. I mean, you name them, there was on the deep posse. Mm -hmm. There was a crew that Jewel started. And MC Light went to go. She gonna learn today. Jewel looked at Jewel looked at Boss. Boss looked at Jewel, and it was like. Grrr. I felt so bad for yeah. MC Light. I said, if if videos was out, I swear to God, MC Light career would have ended viral, that day. Right? It sure would have. Her, her career would have ended that day. People don't understand. Boss ate her. I mean, I mean, not, you know what I mean. 
pause. Stop. Please. Ripped her to shreds. Yeah. Ripped her to shreds. Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, it was terrible. To where the owner was like this. Mm-hmm. He was like, my God. So, so did I you, paid money to see that. Man. Did you walk boss in there knowing that she was, did you know that you was going to have her battle MC Light? Like, was it an ambush? I'm, I'm being for real because everything you just explained about I it. I shall not confirm. Nor. Uh, yeah, we. Well, it was pretty much like that because we knew who to take. I mean, right. the posse was so wide, you know. So, yeah. you know, you talk about a, a, any at, at its height, 150, you know, individuals. So we had. We had different types of rappers inside the whole now, you, clip. The so real reason we, I want to know that, because would you have put Boss up against Roxanne Shantae? Because MC Light don't strike me as no type of battle rapper. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would put Boss up against Bust, anybody. Yeah, yeah okay. So, you know, in, in, in the crew, we knew who to take. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We knew if it was going to be a... Uh, mm-hmm. We knew what style to take, and everybody, you know, didn't have that. We didn't have... You know, we had so many... We had people with different styles, so we knew definitely who to take. Yeah. If it had been somebody with a with a style like another type of group from New York, we'd have took somebody of that style. Yeah. You know. So we, we, it was a, it was a setup. No, <laughs> I don't mean. I didn't mean it like I mean, that. You say set the thing up. We set the thing up. We set the show. So up. yeah. So I mean, at, at that time, the Posse was probably the biggest crew in the whole in, in in the whole state we for sure. Hands down, I mean, we. If you look at the picture of our crew, you be looking like so. Who Trey? He's a rebel Royce. Was name yeah, Trey yeah, Little? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually was a dancer for IROC. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's wow. like it's like the, our dance still leads back to the posse. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people still just lead right back to the posse. So it's still dope. Um, on today's show, y'all, in this episode. The reason why I asked SJ to come on because SJ is a real historian, right? I mean, him and his brother, they know so much. They, when I first met them, they're like, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they. I'm sitting up there like, how in the hell did y'all remember all that? You know what I mean? And mind you, they they, they may be, um, when I first met them, they may have been young in stature, but they was big in knowledge. So that was that was my primary reason, definitely, for um, asking somebody like SJ to join us this morning. Because you yourself, Byron, you've been around <laughs> no time. Yeah, you've been around when Mariah Carey smoked cocaine on Eminem's back. Wow. But that's a whole different another story. No, 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 that's not true. Okay, um, been around for a minute. I've seen a, a lot of stuff, man. It's, it's, oh my God. Yeah. Um, Some stuff I can't even tell, man. Well, Ooh, it, Lord, p- p- can you just? Can, no, man. No, no, go ahead, man. I, about, I, I, I can, I can, uh, I can do pretty good around myself. Okay, but I need to do. Okay, slide forward. No, she's not telling me. Mike, we, we no, no, we could. I need to ask you this question. Yeah, go ahead. No shit. What, what was the weirdest thing you ever seen? Old road with period. Can oh, you, oh can, I got one right can, back. Go ahead. Already <laughs> <laughs> ready. The weirdest thing I've mind. ever seen on the road. I was working with Eminem. We were in, I want to say Connecticut. It's somewhere on the East Coast. Anyway, we was on tour. This is when they had the um, the second Woodstock, mm. and the freeway was. Was locked down. It's locked down. So the people was getting out walking around. So we're on the tour bus and 
this lady in the car next to us was like, oh my God, who's who's that on tour? Well, you know, she, she was white. I don't know what that matters. Well, yeah, it does matter. Mm-hmm. So she was like, can I come on the tour bus? So we opened the door up. She gets out. Now, we're on the freeway. The freeway's locked down. She gets on the tour bus. She's kind of hot. She said, uh, can I have some passes for me and my daughter, you know, to come to you know come to the show tonight? So I gave her some passes. Yeah. Uh, the mom, she showed us her boobs. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad, you know. And she got <laughs> off the bus. Then somehow, magically, the freeway started moving again. So this lady shows up with her daughter, who's about, I'd say probably about 21, 22. The mother and the daughter wanted to do a threesome mm-hmm. with Eminem. Okay, that's not weird. The daughter was pregnant. Lower now that's she was about three four months pregnant, so I don't even know if that's a threesome or that's a wow. three point fiver. Right. Well, I don't know what that is. Yeah, three point five. Yeah, three point five. Yeah, three point five. She ain't passed first trimester yet. But if the baby was a boy, that's so nasty. Then it would be bustos. I can't. I can't. I can't with you, Doc. It would be uh, busted. Oh my God. Okay, so so just so you know, for the record, that didn't happen. Okay. Um, but uh-huh. the mother and daughter made out in front of everybody in in, in the hotel. Speaking of but, um, that's what she no, said. No, no, she got a question. Go ahead. I want to hear this. So <laughs> the mother and daughter made out to. With each other they, together, they the mother, the daughter, and the unborn baby. So the grandma and you know what? Never mind. How do you know that she was pregnant? Like she it, was, it was obvious. She okay, wasn't. Okay. She wasn't fat. She was. She was pregnant. Okay. She was like she was pregnant. She was like lactating that type. She was just like she was pregnant. So you think that we asked her? We think that's why he didn't do it. I, I think it was just because <laughs> it was weird. Okay. You know, I mean, it's something for everybody. You know, yeah, like yeah, nowadays right. they probably would blow up on what was that fans only only fans. Some people like a lot of breast milk and extra play yeah. and stuff like that, man. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> no, I'm well, just saying, though. You know, some the lactation like. sensations are good, okay? Yeah, I mean, you know. It's okay with me. <laughs> don't so, put it in your cereal. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It all depends. If you put it on a peanut butter Captain Crunch, you won't know the difference. Listen. So, uh, oh, you know, don't you? <laughs> so, 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 who is some of the other um, people that you was bodyguard? For? Um, I worked with Dre, Snoop, <laughs> Lloyd Banks. Okay, all right. So uh, let me let me get into this part about being being a bodyguard, being you know a security consultant. Stop writing songs about you a gangster, you a killer. Because a lot of these guys, they're not at all. They're not because what happens is if if you got an artist. That you secure, and I have an artist that I secure, and we know they beefed out. We're on the phone talking. <laughs> Look, man, uh, what time are you tucking that fool in tonight? All right, I'm going to make sure he tucked in at 11 o'clock. Okay, my man like to go to strip club, so we're going to be over here. All right, man, after that, meet me down at the bar. And y'all sit down together. And we sit down, we talk about them fools. We need to do a movie. Call that would call be call awesome. call No, I'm serious, man. Yeah. We sit up because here's the thing, though, man. Bodyguards got families. They got they got investments. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to have that problem. Right. Um, th- there was a situation one time we were in New York where, what you know, the time when Eminem was talking stuff about uh, NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. We were on the elevator. 
and NSYNC gets on the elevator. Oh, wow. And then I, I, I forgot which group was, but it was Justin. Justin said, what's up, M? NSYNC. And he, you know, we all kind of laughed. And then at the end of the day, the bodyguard of that group, and I, you know, we connected to make sure that the paths didn't cross in case it was going to be a fight. So it's a lot of political moves to make sure everything goes smooth. Because you don't want to mess up the, uh, the record label's money or the money or your own money. Right. So, um, good talk. We need to talk about Lloyd. He, he sounded like he would turn into a bitch real quick. But listen, um, we, it seemed like we got another, vet, we got another um, special guest on the air. I got to see who he is. Who they are right now? Oh, Cole 187 from above the law. Oh, what up, though? What up, though? What up, though? What up, Not much. Hey, man. Yeah. I, 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 matter of fact, I did not know you had a, a, a deep link to Detroit. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have a heavy, heavy, I'm heavy in Detroit, as they used to say. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, no, nope. <laughs> that's so dope. And y'all, hey, hey, I know what you say. Hey, I know what you say. Deep link. I'm like a real guy out there for real in the streets, but I can dig it. You know, we 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 digress. We grow. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Hey, look, hey, look man, yeah. it, it's something about y'all don't age. So we just had Cool Rock skin on from the Fat Boys. Now we got you. <laughs> and so we got you on now. And y'all look, y'all look younger than most of these young guys. Oh, I'll take it. You know, uh, um, I, I try to, you know, be the example, you know, because right. when you've done what we did in, in the era we came up in, it's really hard. You know what I mean? So I want to be a person to say, hey, look, you can't take care of yourself. You can, you know, you can't focus and be driven to be better. You know what I mean? I think sometimes, you know, we were really young. So. I think now what people don't realize, they think like we were super old when we started doing the shit. Most of us were like fresh out of high school and, and you know, 1920, we couldn't even get into clubs at that point. Really. Damn. So we were living these hard lives at these young ages. You know, look how young, you, you think about, look how young Pac was when he died. That, and he had a hell of a career. He was deep into his career, you know, right. but he was hella young. Same thing with, if you look at a, a CEO like Easy e rest in peace, you know, the guys were we were very young, like the oldest. But like this, a guy who owned our record label was twenty five years old. You know what I mean? We were like Damn. hella young when we started with this. Most of us were like 19, 20 years old. We couldn't even get in the club. We had to be snuck in clubs to even damn near perform back then. So Damn. when it comes to taking care, of, yeah. So when it comes to so when it comes to taking care of yourself, I felt like as I got older, you know, I wanted to just. I want to be the example. Like, oh, he was a young rapper, and he went through the, he went through the one of the roughest eras of hip hop. And look at him. So, I want to be the example. You know, that's so dope, man. So, listen, y'all got a concert tomorrow night. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me, eight, and Spice One. You know, yeah. uh, it, and it's a reunion. It's a reunion of. Uh, I mean, it's anniversary of um, Minister Society, thirtieth anniversary. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. So it's a tribute show. It's a tribute show to that to that era, and of course, fifty years of hip hop. You know, it's, it's amazing that you know people are celebrating fifty years of hip hop. But hey, you know, we was a part of it, so I think that's awesome for us to be able to do that, y'all. You know, right? Shout out to fifty years of hip hop, and how, how long you been doing it, bro? Me, this is uh, our first record. Uh, Above the Law's first album came out in. In February of uh, 1990, 
So 33 years. It's our 33 year anniversary. That's yeah. so dope. And um, in case y'all don't know, Saturday, November 25th, it goes down uh, at the Minister Society, Minister Society Turkey Jam. Turn up right there in Ohio at the Moomy Theater um, on 601 Coney Street in Moomy, Ohio. I think that's right outside of Toledo. Shout out Toledo. Shout out Ohio. Shout out shout out all that. Shout out to D. Shout out to the D. You know? <laughs> hey, so, so you had a um um it's crazy that we got a, a, a gentleman named SJ is on the show. SJ said he had he he was actually there when go ahead, SJ. So I remember when you signed with ICP, you had came to the office. I was actually in the office the day that you signed with oh. ICP. I was oh, there. Yeah, that yeah. Day. Yeah, so how oh, yeah. your connection come about with Psychopathic Records? Um, you know, me and Violet J, we always been kind of like connected ever since they done, ever since they covered Murder Rap, you know, and we just kind of started chopping it up. And then, you know, when I first got home from from um, from my little uh, vacation, the federal government, he asked me would I would I be interested? I was put out a project at the time that I was doing a promo run on it, he asked me would I be interested in coming out and doing a series of shows with ICP. So from there I end up, me and him started breaking bread on an idea that we had. It was it was an idea to do like a comic book called, to create a, a comic book called A Psychopathic Assassin Code 187. So we drew it, we mapped it all out on a tour and then we got home, we cut it and then we put the record out. It, it's, it's, it's a CD that's a comic book. So, and it's like me and him wrote the record. We wrote the record like it's one long playing record, like a comic book, like one record, but it's, it's a 12 or 13 records broke down, That's which is from wild. the psychopathic catalog. So it was a, it was an art thing because I still believe in the art part of this shit. I don't right. believe in yes. hype and bullshit. I still believe in the art part. I think when you get with people, you should try to, I always say, let's no create, let's no create hits. Let's create history. So for me, doing it with psychopathic was something that I wanted to do that was a historical thing. Something that people could look back on 30 years from now and say, oh, this great little piece of art was done by these cats. You know what I mean? From basically two different worlds, but from the same world, you know? Right. That's, that's dope. Um, do you... I got a question. Uh, I, I like to hear some of the um, some of the veteran rappers. Uh, by the way, man, love your work, man. Love your work for Thank real, you. man. Thank you. What do you feel about the the rappers? Is it coincidence? And you probably don't have to answer this, but I just want to create some dialogue here, coming from a security standpoint. All okay. the rappers that have died or been killed on mm -hmm. uh, this particular label, um, Empire. Is it coincidental? I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna rattle off some names here that I uh, just pulled up. It was a Young Dolph, uh, Mo Three. Uh, yeah. I can never pronounce this cast name. Triple X. Triple X. Triple X. Um, PNB Rock. When I did, when I looked at the dates, it was almost a year apart from each one. From each one. Um, mm. The first, the first artist to die on that label was Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. She was, she was under Empire. Wow. So, and then, you know, from that, it's just like almost like every year. What's your take on that with these young cats, man? That's that's doing 
this style of rap now where they like you said earlier about the art form i think they're taking this too yeah. serious what, what, do you, what do you think about that well it's a, i mean that, that's a twofold thing i think i think in life death is the inevitable i don't care how great your hit is yeah. you know i think death is the inevitable so it doesn't matter i don't you know um I, you know i've been in a room with some of the greatest people in this industry that, that created music in this and along with you know my my best friend my brother passed on you know kmg and easy e and tupac i know them personally they hung out every day so I, so in the world you know you're talking about legendary people you know yeah. what i mean so that is the inevitable now what i will say is that the way these cats navigate and move around in this industry they don't and we talk about a security question i'm gonna say this because people get upset when i say this to say first of all one thing i could i could say even though no matter how much hardcore shit we did we always had top security Boom. We always there made it it's security always made sure that we looked at it like a professional when we moved. We yeah. never I don't care how gangster you seen it, how loose you seen Easy E, even at Death Row with Shug, those, those, those their security staffs always had us move a certain way. The minute that we didn't move that certain way was when some shit happened. I'm yep, being honest. Right, right. I know people don't want to hear that. That's the the truth, minute though. people people didn't pay attention to the, the the way we move when 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 people were stepping in saying, "Hey, let's don't move like that," and some shit jumped off, it's because the artist said, "No, nah, I'm gonna move like this." You know, primarily in our era, we listen to our security. We have respect for that. You know what I mean? I don't think these guys really have, and I'm gonna be real. I don't think they have respect for the, the for what they've earned. You know, exactly. because if say for instance, if you're worth if you're worth these millions, right? You worth all of these millions, right? And you wanna go just take P and B. You wanna go to an east side, east side Los Angeles, east south central mm -hmm. Los Angeles and go to a chicken shack and think with a hundred thousand dollar worth of jury on and think no one's gonna see you and no one's gonna prey on you. Right. And then the female he was with, this is the same one. And a lot of these young guys don't realize these females in for for the bag too. Not all of them, some of them. And then that they drop in a location, you got to beef with somebody. That's the setup. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All those things when you when you going in live in real time and all that, our securities would never let us do that mm -hmm. on social media. Now they're like, hey, wait, you don't drop no location. You don't drop because the thing about it, they have to. They gonna have to do something. That's yes. how serious it was. Like yeah. we gonna have to do something if they show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think that's a. And I think what people perpetuate, like people get hard. They get hard on Gazi, but <laughs> the music is the is music. We reflecting what's going on in our areas, regardless. Yes. We're gonna talk about what's happening. So when people talk about like the climate of hip hop, I kind of say this: look up, look out your window in your community that's what they rapping about yeah look around look at what your kids are being subjected to that's what's going on you know what i mean it's the real news see see, see when we made records when we were making records early in 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 in, in, the, in, the, in the early 90s late 80s when we were saying fuck the police and and, and untouchables and murder rap we were doing another execution all those records that we made men's to societies all those records that was the environment then yeah it wasn't no other environment. People act like people act like people make this up like like a Doritos campaign on Super Bowl Sunday. Yo, right. This is what's happening, y'all. Yeah. The kids are on drugs. The kids are on this. The kids are running around wild and reckless and running up and shit and doing shit. You know what I mean? 
this is what's going on. We don't, we not even dog. Listen, homie, my role models was people I knew in my community. It was my coaches. It was my teachers. It was the local business people. It wasn't a rapper. It wasn't Michael Jordan, although we love Michael Jordan. So where's the people in our community stepping in and saying, let's be involved in these children's lives. So when they become 19, 20 years old, they're not rapping about that. Or if they rapping about it, they rapping it in it from a knowledge and a solution base. You know what I mean? You can't just leave the kids out there and throw the ball on the motherfucking court and say, go play. Right. You know, you can't. It's our fault, y'all. It's our fault. It's our fucking fault, man. You know, and for real, I'm going to tell you why this. I say this. Because think about it. Who's a modern-day Eazy-E? Who's a modern-day Jay Prince? Who's a modern-day Master P? Who's a modern-day Russell? Who are these people? They're not around. They're not around. For the They're not around because Eazy-E was a man like this. Rest in peace, Eazy-E. You know, and he just, got his, he just got a street in Compton. So shout out to Compton for giving him that. But look. He was the type of dude like this. He would tell us, he said, look, man, he said, I know we all from certain situations and different hoods, and this is how we roll. We talking hood shit or whatever, but we not going to put the banging in it. You know what I mean? We not going to say we bloods. We not going to say we crips because we want bloods to buy shit and crips to buy shit. We got to look at this shit like a business and be professional, homie. You know what I mean? Who's stepping in and doing that these days? They're just letting motherfuckers run wild out here doing stupid shit, y'all. I'm just being real, man. It's my culture, homie. I help build it. You know what I mean? So no one can come and say me. I'm saying something from like, I don't hate the young music. I love it. It's cool. Because I don't feel like we should have been able to do a form of music that died after five years. And it's great. It lasted 50 years. But they're not allowing. You got to realize, on our watch, people in those companies will say, look, we not doing that. What does hip hop think? What does the culture think? It's like they just forgot about what who we are. We wow. built hip hop. Mm-hmm. They forgot who the people are who built it and say, hey, hip-hop wouldn't stand for this bullshit y'all doing. It wouldn't. Well. Not that we check anything and it's expression of it, it's expression of where they come from, but it would have been regulated from hip-hop, y'all. That's what we keep ruling out. When I'm naming these people, they regulated from hip-hop. They didn't they regulate sure it from did. a corporate standpoint. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, sir. That's why it was like that. That's why that era is so dope. Because it was regular. That's why when hip hop evolved, it was it evolved from people stepping in, even on the East Coast, the Molly Malls, the the you know, the Russell Simmons, the you know, people like that. They regulated all that. You know what I mean? They they regulate, okay, this is the tone. Okay, you're gonna come through these channels, you're gonna do it this way, you're gonna do it if you got a little twist to it, we we gonna you look at the bay music the same way, the way it's it always had a regulator to it. You know? Most definitely. Listen, man, I really appreciate this. And one thing I would like to say about uh, uh, Code 187, when my man um, Q reached out to him, right, he did not hesitate. He said, I'm there, right? Yeah. He did not hesitate. He said, I will be there. Um, So November 25th, it goes down tomorrow night. It's the 30th anniversary of Minister Society. Um, featuring um, Above the Law, Spice One, and MC Eight. How, yeah. When you when you when you heard the when you heard the lineup, how did you feel about it? Me? me? Yeah. I mean, I do. <laughs> well, I put it to you guys this way: um, we don't, you know, think about about our era of, of, of hip hop in the fifty years. We don't get a lot of shine from it. So anytime. Yeah. 
a team of people want to put us together and display what you know and, and and we display what our piece of it was our part of the pie our part of the movement the life the legacy of it it was awesome you know what i mean i i do we all do shows separately but we don't do a lot of shows together so that that's hype you know what i mean i was hype about it <laughs> That was, that was dope. Well, man, we thank you for joining us this morning, man. I know thank you. God, out there. I know it's early because you in Cali, right? Yeah, I just left the gym, so it's all good, brother. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate all those. I appreciate all you brothers, man. You know, and, and, and keep doing whatever y'all doing, man, and make sure that we, you know, we put into the youth, man. Make sure we put into the youth. Make Most sure. Done. I don't care That's if they're not right. listening. Force it down their throats, man. I don't <laughs> I care know. if they're not listening. I don't want to hear that excuse no more. You know? know? That's right. All right, there, brother. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, y'all, the it goes down at the movie theater in uh, Mumie, Ohio, tomorrow night. All right, then, peace. Thank God you, sir. Bless, you too. Thank y'all. Yep. Well, you need to put peace. together a modern day deep posse. Which one? Oh, his head just small. No, I'm just no. Oh. That ain't a problem. <laughs> My man, the guy from New York, the other guy that, that was on the camera. Kowalski? No, the other guy. He, he ain't get a chance. To, he ain't say nothing. Oh, Kimani. Yeah. He ain't from. He, he part of our crew. He, oh, okay. He ain't from New York. Right, I'm just looking out for you, Kimani. I'm like, man, I got you yeah, saying. Nah, you good. He's soaking it in. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I do have a couple questions for you. When it comes to the security aspect, do you think back then they listened? Versus now they have more into the ego because the ones that you listed that did pass away. They were doing investigations and noticing that the label made a lot of money because they did not have life insurance, uh, especially P&B. They're still in probate right now dealing with his case. Right. So is it more so that they didn't either want to spend the money, the record label didn't, you know, allow them to have more of control of what they wanted to do versus back then? Because back then you always saw artists with security. Now you don't. And then like artists like Six Nine and there's his situation. Are those the type of artists that sometimes security got to be like, ah, that bag better be right because of all the you carry? That's a good question. Uh, I will say this. These younger guys are a little different. You can't really tell them anything. Uh, the thing with me, though, if you got an artist that don't listen, then you shouldn't work with him mm -hmm. because he's going to get you killed. He's going to get the people around him killed because, like you said, ego. Um, the, the older generation of guys would listen because they know that this was their livelihood. But these artists don't realize you got about you got about two to five years, actually two to four, maybe two to four years. Yeah, in this industry, it used to be five years, two to four years to do what you got to do, get in, make the money, and get out. And what I mean by get out, go into another brand, or become <laughs> an actor or something like that. But if you're getting shot and killed. By the second album, you messing up everybody's money. A lot of these artists don't have life insurance, but I'm going to tell you who do have life insurance. That is Every it, label yep. has life, life insurance, insurance on their artists. Go ahead, man. But if an artist is a grown man or a grown woman, it's up to them to get life insurance. It's not the label job to give them life insurance. I agree. Like, I agree. And it, 
all those people that you named that died on the label, mm -hmm. none of all of them people was active. They see. I agree. The problem people are actually having is these people aren't rappers. These people are criminals who rap. So if they die during criminal activity, they're just gonna call them a rapper. But people are criminals who rap. Everybody with a rap song, not a rapper. Everybody not dedicated. Just because you're being able to hear somebody as a rapper, they tell you all the time, "I'm not a rapper. I'm a gangster." I get well, it. I get. It. But I'm gonna say this though: whether you're a criminal, you're a rapper, you're corporation if you're out here making money legally you should have life insurance i mean period i well, mean you know, Al nice. guys have life insurance you know right but that, that's what i'm saying that's yeah. a that's a person issue yeah. more than like if the record label got life insurance on you your job because got they, life insurance yeah. on you already yeah, yeah you just that's just the company that you work for my thing is if you didn't have life insurance before you became whatever air millionaire or less than that if you didn't have the mindset to get it you're not gonna get it when you but get here's money. the thing though this is the one thing and i, I agree with everything that y'all saying but it goes back further than that you have people that, that's with those rappers that mm -hmm. are handlers all those people have accountants mm -hmm. yeah. they have mm -hmm. managers yeah. and then you you talk about people that come from the inner city they don't you're right. They probably have not had life insurance, but you, you're on a stage now where you can really get yourself set for life. And not only do I blame that criminal or that rapper, I blame your management mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. I blame your management as well. And if you got kids, man, shame yeah. on you. Yeah, but here's, here's one thing for sure, too. Um, back to the label situation and the managers. Nine times out of ten, these people are able to have some type of form of connection of life insurance to them because they are tied them into what they're doing. You feel me? I forgot. I can't. I don't know the legal word for it, but the term is like I have to. It has to be some type of insurance on you because you are part of my income. Right. So um, we have to be very careful when we tell our. Our, our family members, friends, or uh, sons and daughters to want to be an artist. Who are you going to have around you? Mm -hmm. who, right, who's going to be Who's going to be a fortitude when it comes down to going forward? Put business people around you. Definitely. That's one thing I will say. And you know, I I will say this about Eminem. Man, all them guys that was around him were business people with degrees. I'm not saying that you have to have a degree to be a business person, mm -hmm. but man, they knew where every dollar went. Matter of fact, he couldn't even spend money on his own without permission. But, but the sense. irony of that, I make the money for all y'all to spend when y'all want to, but I have to have permission to spend the money that I'm making. Why do you think I that think is though? Art. Huh? I mean, because they treat them like a product, like you should be treating it, because that's what it is. It's a product. So when you say you're supposed to have good business people around you, yeah. when you have your friends and stuff around you, they looking at you as the lick, not a product. Right. And right. that's the difference. So, like, but there's no way that somebody's going to tell me how to spend the money that I earn. Well, I know it's supposed to be my best interest, but you can't tell me my best interest if I'm on the road. for uh, If I'm missing everything on the road and I just want to come off the road and buy my daughter a chain or whatever, like I'm yeah. not calling They're not okay gonna, that. Here's the thing, though. It, it depends on what label. Just to say if you sign with Interscope, you're going to ask for permission. You're going to ask for permission. Yeah. You're gonna, you're, you're, uh, they, they have a set budget. Now, see, here's the thing. The spending habits of those people are not the spending habits of us. So, say, for example, they might say, okay, we allow you to spend $20,000 this month. That's, yeah. that's no, okay, a lot not, of money. Hold on, hold on. Let me just make, it, it, make my point real quick. What they're trying to do is prevent you from becoming broke 
before you get to the second album because you still got to recoup you still got to do this you still got travel budget you still got to pay your security you got to pay your people on the road when when you start pulling what's happening is you pulling if you're spending too much money you pulling from the payroll Right. right, but that's what I'm saying. So I'm pulling from your payroll, but I'm actually keeping the lights on. So you're not going to, like, so for artists, if an artist is, if you you can go spend more than $20,000, Jimmy Iveen, because I just made you all of this mm-hmm. money, and I just made me all of this money, too. But you're saying, hey, you got a $20,000 limit because I don't want you to go broke. No, that sounds crazy to me. It does. It does. It does. Can I say something? Yeah, go ahead, man. But here's the difference between and I ain't, I'm not talking about because you're black. But here's the difference between artists like Eminem and Kid Rock, right? Yeah. White boys do not mind, mind being green, right? They be green all day. They just say, just fucking, just get me there, right? Yeah. What I notice about a lot of black people, they be like, I'm the motherfucker can't take a dime from me. Blah, 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 right? They have a lot of they have a lot of stipulations or something that they're not used to. You feel me? I, I've seen I've seen I've seen people lose their ass, including basketball players. Basketball players, like what you talking about? That they're thinking them basketball players they don't have that, that whatever they money that's, that's their money, right? That's why they go broke so quick. No, but a lot of basketball players get these agents and stuff that invest their money for them, and it be a scheme, and that's how they go broke. More players go True. broke from. True. True. Giving you the hundred thousand dollars to invest because I trust you because yeah. you more players go broke than that they're actually spending but they spend no. it like oh so Doc never had no money so he bought everybody houses yeah but yeah. I also gave you thirty million dollars that you were supposed to invest in my thirty million gone and you own to the next athlete yeah I mean that's true but at the same time the mindset of a person who never had versus a person who want to see you get there and make more is totally different. Let me give you an example of what it was like being on the road uh, with with M. A lot of times they gave him a credit card or he didn't have a credit card. Okay, let me ask you this before you tell the story. Did you work for Eminem or did you work for Interscope? Because those are two different things. I worked for Shady Records. Which was Eminem. Okay, that's, you see what I'm saying. But you know why I asked you I know, that. Though, no, because, but here's the thing, though. So, and that's why they gave him a limit too, because the money comes down from Interscope, which royalties kick in what every every six, six months, months, every yeah. six months. So then you got to, you know, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not justifying how the labels work, but what I'm saying is, it's it's a method to the madness because it it got so tight. Where it started affecting me, that's one of the reasons why I left. Because now he don't have the money, he don't have the it's not that he don't have the money, he don't have the budget, he's he's on the allotment. Call it you on the air. Yo. What up though? This spice one? Hell yeah, what's cracking with it, man? What, what, what up, up though? <laughs> spice one is in the building, y'all. So I'm glad, I'm glad what's going you, on, man? Not much. I'm glad y'all was able to give us a cook. He was able to give us a call, brother. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm up all hours of the night, man. Sometimes, you know, I'm a, I'm a night owl, man. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So you, y'all definitely got the Minister Society anniversary coming up. It's been thirty years. It seems like you, MCA, and the Border Law was part of the, was was part of the Minister Society uh, soundtrack. Oh yeah, definitely. Sure. That's what's up. So. On the twenty fifth, what do we? What can we expect for Spice One coming out to give us? Man, 
it's, it's you know all I can do it. I I can tell you, but I mean it's, it's I can't help laughing before I tell you because you already. I mean you know my fans uh, that's, that's listening. If they see me perform before, they already know what's about to turn up. <laughs> that's so dope. We finna be on ten for about thirty minutes. Believe that. You know what I'm saying? I mean you know from. From 187 proof all the way to the Trigger Got No Heart soundtrack to Strap on the Side to to East Bay Gangster to I Got Five on It. Um, Welcome to the Ghetto, man. We're going to do all that. Dumping them in ditches um, even and a few new songs. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to, uh, with me and Ada, probably perform the um, the Murder Show uh, single that we did you know, back in the day or whatever. So. This was you know, man, this, it's, it's finna turn up. Definitely finna turn up. Spice one, listen. I hear, I, I, I hear through the grapevine. You got a lot of Detroit, you know, Michigan ties. Yeah, man. You know, um, man, I got a, I got a few. Uh, I got a lot of homies out there. Uh, a, a few, a few fallen soldiers. Uh, shout out to the homie Tank. Um, you know, he used to be Damn. the one. Uh, set me up a lot of uh, set up a lot of shows, a lot of events out there in Detroit for me, and uh, you know, man, um, man, you know, I, I, I be out there a lot. You know, I got a lot of uh, fans out there too, so I'm usually out there performing every other, you know, every every month or every other month. You know, I'm out there getting it in. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, one of my one of my first rap partners uh, used to speak on you highly a lot, boss. How, how did you and Boss oh, first? Yeah. How did you and Boss first meet? Um, me and me and Boss met in uh, in New York. We was in New York, and uh, I think we both had a show or something. Uh, we was at a, and um, I seen her at the at a, at the studio, uh, and and we was I think we was uh, like, man, let's do a song. You know, so let's record something. And so. Um, we ended up recording a song, um, uh, uh, "Don't Ring the Alarm," and um, you know we hung out, went to a few uh, a few other shows and some clubs and stuff. And uh, man, the, the song we did was dope. You know, once we got to the studio after 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 hanging out, we kind of you know we kind of knew what it was. So you know, everybody who heard that song, man, you know, what I'm saying, shout out to uh, to, to the homegirl boss, um, man. That, that's that's my father. That's my that's my peeps right there. Most definitely. She um. So when you heard a, a female rap like that, would you would you surprise? Definitely, definitely, <laughs> I was surprised Cause, because she ain't. You know, t- the females today they they rap, but they don't rap like Boss. Like you know Ooh. what I'm saying? Like Boss was a whole different monster, man. She mm. was like like the female Tupac. You know what Most I'm saying? Definitely. Just like. She was just off, man. She she would come off, you know what I'm saying? She would pop off like 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 I would or like, you know, on some, on some bone thug spit or she spit fast, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she and she could really rap, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't no no uh no game no game with her. It wasn't no no guessing game if she can spit or not, you know what I'm saying? It's just the I, I, every time I heard a song, I was worried about the beat because I knew she was gonna come off on the mic, you know what I'm saying? Most definitely. <laughs> So, um, so in, in Mo in, in Momi, uh, Ohio, I hope I'm saying the name right. It's gonna be at the Mummy Theater, uh, November 25th. You eight uh, above the law. We just had Code 187 on man. He he was just saying this. <laughs> How do you feel about y'all being together on on the stage tomorrow night? Um, man, that's that's definitely uh, 
you know, one of my peers. We grew up in this music together. Um, I've been knowing him since for about 30 years. As long as I've been in the game, I've been knowing Code 187 and above the law. Um, shout out to uh, Hutch and, and KMG. Uh, rest in peace. Um, you know, and uh, I used to hang out with a lot of ruthless ruthless cats, you know, because cause me and Easy was cool. So, you know, um, we go way back then, way, way back to that, you know what I'm saying, to when, when Easy was alive and we'd all be sitting up there kicking it, you know, uh, chilling, me and me and the homie Coca and, and uh, you know, everybody else from the little ruthless uh, organization. Um, I ain't gonna say little because it was it was big. Cause we had bone thugs, you know. Um, you know, I, I was actually about to sign the ruthless back in the day, right before Easy passed. Wow. I was in L.A. You know what I'm saying? About to go up to his office and handle some business and look at some paperwork. Um, and then uh, the homegirl uh, from uh, HWA called me and told me Easy was in the hospital and just chill out and, and hold on for a minute. You know, the rest is the is the you know y'all know the rest of the story on on that. Most definitely, most definitely. So, um, anybody got any questions for him? Go ahead, go ahead. So, could you take us back to uh, recording Jealous Got Me Strapped with Pop? Because, like, overall in collaborative history of music, that's one of everybody's favorites. So, like, what was that session like to re actually record Jealous Got Me Strapped? It was, it was, um, man, it was, it was real. It was, re it was realer than you can get, man, because, um, the, the actual song, uh, came from uh the homeboy's uh funeral um it was a theme it was a theme for his funeral on the on the t-shirts was uh jealous got me strapped because uh he had got uh you know some dudes ran up on him and robbed him he gave him his stuff and then they they killed him anyway so we you know the, his 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 uh theme for his funeral was the jealous got me strapped and he was a mutual friend between me and tupac you know what i'm saying so you know it was it was real up in there you know in, in the booth you know what i'm saying we was really feeling that song um it wasn't you know to us it wasn't just a song it was it was it was life it was you know um it was it was it was way of life you know and it was it was uh it was it was just real man you know just being with Pac in there and, and, and uh actually doing that song he mostly was um more uh pushing me to do the song he called me every day like man we gotta go do, do jealous got me strapped i'm gonna uh, come get me or meet me in the town or whatever so yeah, you know, it's a, it's a lot of, you know, realism behind that, that song, you know. That's dope. Um, well, Spice One, man, we really appreciate you calling us in, man. Um, before you, we had um, uh, Code 187 on and Cool Rock Ski from the Fat Boys, and we really appreciate y'all. <laughs> we are celebrating 50 years of hip-hop right here on the Rising Ground Morning Show. We really appreciate you, man. And and so, shout out for some... Um, Okay, um, so shout out to um, uh, you for tomorrow night. Are you is, is can, any special guest appearances going to be on stage with you, or it won't be special if you told us which one? <laughs> uh, you know, hey, you, you're right. If, if it was if it was going to be special, the surprise I can't say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, hey, but y'all, it's definitely going. It's going. It's going to be some special guests. So be there to turn up. Everybody come there to party tonight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 just come there. You know, with with you with you with your dancing shoes on, the party hat, man. Because we're gonna turn up. <laughs> All right, then, brother. Thank mm -hmm. you. Uh, hold on a second. So, what are you waiting for? Okay. 
changing the face of entertainment, find out how. So, okay. I got you. Um, Dar- Darnell, we're going to want you to uh, give us a call, Q. Thank you, Spice One, for hanging in there with us this morning. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate everything. Y'all be ready and, and get ready to turn up, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. All right then. Peace. Caller, uh, peace. peace. If you um, if I can call back, we really appreciate it. And we about to go to the video right quick. Y'all checking out the rising ground morning show right here on podcast. We'll be right back. Crazy because um, y'all don't know J- Jewel had a Geo Storm. Y'all remember Geo Storm? <laughs> so, so listen, <laughs> Jewel took out the back of his oh whole damn car. No, he did not put bring it, this up. To put it to some 24 inch speakers in the back of his truck, right? In his back of his car. That's right. right. Um, and and uh, Butter Law is one of the records he used to play. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Bang, so to have that on your back, yeah. if you sat in my back seat, bro, it, it would get a nice massage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a caller. Calling you on the air. What up, though? What up, though? God morning. God, oh, I know. I already know who this is. This is Mustafa. This is King, <laughs> King Mustafa. <laughs> he don't say good morning. He said God morning. What up, though? What up, though, Mustafa? What up, though? Funky Fresh of the Flesh. Oh my God. Hey, y'all, while you're playing, <laughs> we talking about hip hop at the same time. Mustafa is the king of jitting. I don't care what nobody saying. He is the king of jitting. <laughs> He'll tear anybody ass up, and he's 72 years old. We <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. huh? say, uh, say Mustafa, I'm sorry. How old are you, Mustafa? Yeah. Oh, man, wonderful this morning. He's 76 years old. <laughs> Mustafa's 76 years old. <laughs> Wow. You know you're wrong. <laughs> no, but Mustafa, when it comes to hip hop, Mustafa, um, your, your dance partner was Gino, right? Yeah, I, just, I took out the phone with him, too. That's dope. So Gino and Dino was like the inspiration for anybody who was dancing behind anybody or with anybody. You had to at least mimic them or at least want to be like them. Right. Because it was the top. That was, they were, y'all was down with Prince Vince, correct? Wow. Yeah. Hello? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You was with Prince Vince, right? Of course. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Prince Vince and the hip hop force. When I tell you, uh they they, they go way back. Man. Oh man, most, most definitely. There's part of and see I did not know the and so Mustafa, you could definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but I did not know the um the the simulation or the correlation of the Bronx. They used to call six mile over there in the Bronx. Hmm. Right, yeah. and I didn't know yeah. how much they really emulated the Bronx in New York until me, me and Mister. I don't know if y'all know B Street, but Mister Wave and I are cool, right? Mm-hmm. And he said he remembered them to the T. He said because when it came down to it, he said, "Bro, listen, my name was Mister Wave," and I started thinking like, <laughs> "Oh, 
always started the correlation started <laughs> yeah. kicking in and I started understanding like the, they was called the Bronx but they emulated a lot of people from the Bronx but that's the only people they could compare themselves because they was just that good mm-hmm. well, so. well it, it boils down to hip hop in itself because with the with the birth happening or the Mecca becoming New York uh we had to be compared to where it's where where it was coming from, mm-hmm. and the, the cats over on Six Mile, they they would religiously be watching B Street when you walk in their spot. Uh, when they come over their crib, they, uh, everybody be, B Street would be on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I would I would least let that that would just be a period, but I want to commend Brother Jewel. Wow. Because Jewel is basically the foundation of all hip hop before it was called hip hop in Detroit. You wow. know what I'm saying? Yes, so, that's good. That's good. Yeah, 20, 24 characters. 24 characters. Be- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that would be, that, that's the beginning. You know, we, 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 if we want to talk about where hip hop began, <laughs> it, it started over there, you know, over there off of uh, Davidson. 2930 Pasadena. <laughs> that part. That part. That whole entire part. Mustafa, thank you for yeah, calling. That entire part, right. Thank you for calling so, in, bro. Hey, listen, I don't want to cut you off, but we got a lot of people come back for. Well, you know, you know, you trying to cut me off. I love you, brother. Bye, bye, fool. Calling you on the air. What's going on? Who there? This is Z Money. Z Money, what up though? Is this, is this Q? No, this Z, this Z Money Murder. Still uh, with our music group. Oh, uh, what up though? What What's up, going though? on? How you doing, brother? I'm I'm doing good. You got a you got a question for us? No, I was calling in because I'm I'm talking about talking about the show tomorrow. We all oh, to with Z Money, you gotta say you the promoter of the show, you the owner of the show. You gotta say something, brother. <laughs> Tell us, tell us what's going on, Z. Everything good, man. I want everybody to come out tomorrow for this for this epic turkey jam. That's what's up. Zentai, is you? Is this, this me? Is this, 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 this my guy, brother, man? This is when I said it, the hype man for Spice One. That's him. Oh, yeah, wait, this wait. twin, bro. I'm up here too. What up? What up? This is SJZ. How uh, high uh career doing? I seen that Ty just dropped some new stuff. How that's going for him? That's going good. We we just dropped two videos back to back. Okay, he gonna be on the show tomorrow too? Nah, he ain't gonna be on on tomorrow. Okay. Hey man, I heard a lot of good things about you before we started the show today, man. We really appreciate uh, the love and the support that you're giving to to our to our our surrounding areas. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's no doubt. It's nothing but love. It's nothing but love. Okay, so what can we expect from you tomorrow? Oh yeah, like like Spice said, it's, it's gonna be epic. We got eight, we got Cole one eighty seven. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's gonna be live when we when Spice get on stage and I get on there, we're gonna tear that boy up. That's what's up, man. Hey man, we really appreciate you calling in because hey, today been a, a fun field day of hip hop and and history. Trust me. Oh yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait till tomorrow. He said, I can't wait. That's what's up. All right, then, brother. Thank you. If you can't keep listening in, we really appreciate it. 
No doubt. Say less. <laughs> that right, that's what's up. And, hey, hold on. Shout out to Darnell, too, for putting it together. It's my vision entertainment. It's going to be possible without him. Most definitely. I'm trying to get him to call in right now. Uh, so, Darnell, if you're listening, give us a call. All right, then, All brother. Right. Thank you, Z. No doubt. Peace. Yeah, well, you know, so I, I know what I what, what what I keep hearing from these artists and and the people that's going on stage tomorrow is that they are excited to go on stage and tear it up. Where yes. yesterday I watched I was watching the uh, the Lions game, unfortunately. And don't, and don't do us. They, they had this, they, I, I'm just I'm gonna talk about them. I'm gonna talk about uh, a losing performance by uh, Jack Harlow. Um, I could say it was a losing performance. Nobody enjoyed that performance. He was not excited to be out there performing on stage. And I think I see that. I've gone to a lot of concerts. I've seen a lot of artists who are, I mean, I can, Migos, I felt like that was a terrible, I've seen them perform terrible. I don't like Drake's performances. Like, I felt like artists and, and rappers, even though specifically, don't know how to perform mm-hmm. and have fun on stage or engage mm-hmm. the audience. So I, I I love to you know hear that from at least a lot of the the, the, the cats that were there with hip hop started or uh or there with you know a lot of the old school rappers who actually still perform and are still excited to get on stage and put on an actual show, you know, versus just, you know, standing there saying they line and whatever, just looking at everybody and it's boring. So I, I, I like that. Yeah, my favorite performance of the football game yesterday was Dolly Parton. She oh, working yeah. Yeah. nine to five. She look good. Man. She she look good to be seventy nine years old. And, and <laughs> what happened to her breast, though, man? Reduction, she had breast reduction. reduction. Yeah, yeah she had her. them taken out. Yeah, she was almost identi- identifiable, man. I'm just like, who's that lady, man? <laughs> How you want to identify one by a titty? Because that's the first thing you look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those me. were her eyes. I thought it was no. the big hair. That's I, I, how I was on her with the big hair. See, with a woman, I look in her eyes, her lips, and then her breasts. See, look in her ass. That what? What? I'm eating her. No, 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 okay, no. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. no. Wrong show. Um, bad right. hip hop. Bad hip hop. <laughs> so, um, no, we're not gonna start. This is not all of us. <laughs> no, so, not that version. So, def- Skywalker, two live crew. Our, 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 our last interview, but definitely not the least. I had to say the best for the last jewel. We gotta go to you. Um, stop said it before I said it. You was like, uh, okay, hold on a second. Carly, you on the air? Carly, you on the air? Dice is me. Turn your background. I'm gonna turn your radio off. Turn your radio off. Turn your background radio off. Okay, Carly, you on the air? Hello? It's a pleasure to be here, guys. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Bye. What up, though? Q. 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 What up, though? Q, man. <laughs> hey, Q have, um, he was, he's responsible for bringing the Spice One and Code 187 on the That's show. Now. Shout out to you, dear brother. Um, I would like to say this about Q. I'm not going to lie. So what happened was my man emailed, um, Who's doing? Um, he he came and got a banner done, right? And when he done it, uh, I called him and said, "Hey man, I'm doing a celebration of 50 years of hip hop. I think it'd be dope if you can get a, a couple of your people. See, can you get Spice or anybody to be on the show, right?" 
So he said, yeah, man, let me call my guy and let me see if he can or not because, you know. I said, okay, fine. So when he called him, right, shout out the email. Uh, his name is Picture Company. is Expose Me. I believe, I'm thinking I'm fucking up his name, but I get it right in a minute. Anyway, he called, he called um, who, who the promoter, who I did not know was cute. So, so, so when I called, when I when uh, I was talking, I said, "Hey man, my name Miles Dixon." He didn't even pick. He, he probably didn't hear my name. He like, yeah, yeah, what the fuck ever, right? And then, <laughs> and, and, and so as, as we went to start talking, he said, "Hold on, Doc." Right, right. And he's like, "Oh man," what? and I said, "He said, he said, I said, well, she, you already know what I want." He said, "Oh, it's done." Yeah. So, yo, okay, wait. So. Having good relationships with people and having now Q has always been a good resource no matter what. But I like the respect that we have for each other, so I think that's certainly dope. Q, you know, I told you this publicly, but I like to. I mean, I told you this privately, but publicly, I like to say, you know, Doc. You know, when I was first coming into the game, you know, you 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 was one of the first people that definitely gave me. You know, my starters that sat me down and that helped me get started in the game. And I would like to give you your flowers, man. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. I think I appreciate that, man. I'll, I'll cash up you in a minute. But listen, um, <laughs> no, no, seriously, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Can't with you. But Q definitely, we always, he always showed me respect. We always showed each other respect. And the minute he heard my voice, he said, "Oh, he he didn't, he even forgot basically email was on the phone." He's like, "All right, Doc. I mean, we on. <laughs> let's get it done. Like it's enough. That's that's it." So, Q, I'd I like to say thank you, and I'm giving you your flowers right now. I appreciate you, dear brother. Dope. Kenny's thank man, you, man. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be on your platform. <laughs> no. Thank you so much. Anytime. Q got a lot of shows coming up, so we're going to be sharing information. He has some things coming up at the Fox, so you definitely going to be hearing some things um, from him and with us, what we're going to do together. Hopefully, we'll make it happen. And if I'm trying to put a team together, see if can we can come down Tomorrow on Q, if not in, in more time, we definitely work it out. You know, you're always welcome, brother. Anything, I, anything that I can do, I'm always gonna open that door for you. I appreciate it's it. It's like you opened that door for me back in the day. I appreciate it. So, let give us what's going down tomorrow night at the movie theater. Am I saying the shit right, Mommy? Mommy. <laughs> Mame. Mame. See that down? See, I wouldn't have said that right because it sounded like it was. Uh, never mind. I talk about it. It sounded like, sound like a slave name, but we, we'll talk about that later. Go ahead, Q. Tell them where they're going to be at. Well, it really speaks for itself, man. We're celebrating our month, the 50th year uh, hip hop, but we're actually incorporating uh, thirty the 30th anniversary of Menace to Society. I mean, how, who doesn't know about the movie Menace of Society? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying. And so, the really to give you some guys some some uh, some actually some context to how this out came about was, I did a show with MCA and uh, Spice back in 2019, and so uh, the Spice actually alluded to it back in May when I had spoke to him, and. I wanted to basically do something with them, but I wanted to do something with them that was special. 
And so I had a brief conversation with MP8. And so, you know, he he told me, he said, you know, this, this is the 30th year of uh, Minister Society. And I was like, hmm. I said, okay, interesting. And I said, well, what could we do to make this special amongst this UN fights? And he was like, Tyron Turner. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I said, you think you'll be down to do it? Gia. Gia. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't say it like eight said. And so we called Tyron and we, we, we uh, talked to him about it. And so uh, we did a we did a prior we did a couple of other markets with it, and the and the mar- and, and the, the overwhelming success in, in of what Minister Society has done. I mean, who, who doesn't know? And it doesn't the top three movies arguably you, you're going to always talk about in, in no particular order. It's gonna always going to be Boys in the Hood, Minister Society, and you can always entertain it with Juice or set it off or set it better, right? Definitely, yeah. But many, but Minute Society is always going to be talked about in that rank. So when we talked to Tyron about it, he was on with it. And he said, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. And he said, matter of fact, I'm going to host it. And so um, when I talked to the people out there and they, they asked about if we can do this, and I said, okay. And I said, they said, well, let's not do this in a typical concert form. They said, let's do this in a theatrical form. So we can actually pay homage to the film while actually add, adding musical elements to it. And I said, mm, that's dope. That's dope different. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to actually include some different never before seen that people have never seen with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyron's going to actually have a little Q&A. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, but basically yeah, yeah. what I'm just saying is that this is going to be epic, guys. You know, this is going to be something. This is not going to be your typical come and sit down and watch people perform, basically. Uh, so uh, come and check it out. Go to Eventbrite. Get the tickets. We're running a great special right now. And uh, how often do you get a chance to see MCA, Spice One, and also Above the Law, who has never, ever performed in that market before. Wow. That is the first ever. Now, when I found that out, that was a head scratcher because the market itself said, we want we want above the law. We want them to be on that bill. And I said, you know what? Say less. It's like Doc asked of me. And I said, I'm always a man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the mailman, but I love to deliver. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, that's right. So, I love I love to give I, I love to give the people what they want, man, and um and so that's what we're gonna do on November twenty fifth, Turkey Weekend. That's the thing, Doc. All right, then. Thank you, man, for giving giving us the opportunity to uh, uh, interview such, such great people, and and thank you for inviting us out. We are, we we definitely gonna put the word out there, um, and hope to see you tomorrow. If not, man, my blessings with you always. If not, don't worry about it, cause. Detroit is definitely like bring that here, Thanks. bring that here, boy. Okay. Right, they, uh, they definitely want it. But hey, man, thank you again for uh, allowing me to break the presence on your platform. And we're definitely gonna be working in the future. And if you don't see us um, on the 25th, come check us out December 9th at the Fox at the Fox Theater. We're definitely gonna make you guys laugh on the Love and Lit tour. So. 
Come check us out, Doc. Thank you, bro. Peace everything, man. Yep. One. Peace. Yes, that was my man, Q. Q is option from your way, SJ. What, from the time? Yeah, that's Q. That's Q-Lay's brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, that's my guy. So, Jewel, yo, 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 back yo. to you. Um, when Mustafa was saying, like, you was the, the, the pioneer in hip-hop through that way, I remember... Um, <laughs> When I first when I first heard about you, I was like, "Well, yeah, that's cool, but right, mm-hmm. like he recording out his house, uh, yeah, but right." <laughs> but when I went there, wow. I was like, "I was like, okay, this, this kind of dope." He t- he gave me stipulations. He said, "Well, you can be a thoroughbred, <laughs> or you can be a crab. Mm-hmm. Crab, you know, he treated like a fraternity, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you, when you're a crab, you got to do crab shit, literally, right." Yep. Right. I wasn't a crab that long. <laughs> um, Were you ever a crab? Right. Because he said, I said, well, how can I be a third? He said, you got to challenge three people and beat them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who you yeah. challenge? I think well, one was, I think it was IROC. The big, the best one to me was IROC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other two, I don't remember their name because at that time they didn't matter to me. <laughs> I just had to get past the first two. Right, right, right. And then once I, I was, a, I was probably was a crab for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a crab that long. <laughs> we uh, we had different techniques and styles that we were introducing to all of the um, thoroughbreds and crabs. So we had this game. Well, it wasn't a game. It was a technique called rhyme roulette. And it was pretty much that. So uh, one person would start off a rhyme, and then the next person had to have a rhyme to that, then start an original flow. And then it kept going on until somebody got shot down because they couldn't come up with a good line or it didn't match it. And then we would change the beats up, and we'd go through a process of elimination. So Doc did that really good. Uh, not only did he do that good, you know, he came on board. I, I don't know uh, what his his skills was uh, limited in creating music when he came because he was pretty much just like a almost a teenager. We go back about thirty plus years. Thirty plus. I was sixteen. It was right before my mother died. Yeah. So I was sixteen years old. So at that point, Dobby became one of the, if not, well, actually, he was the. Uh, best producer slash arranger in the stable at that time. So other than myself, of course. Yeah, he, he, he was he he was the ball there. <laughs> he was the ball. What, what gave you the foresight to want to put a crew together? Because everybody's saying how big the crew was and how influential. Like, what made you sit back and say, "I'm going to put a, a rap crew together"? Because rap was brand new, so hip hop was brand new. Two things. Um, it was brand new. The 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 genre was coming coming up pretty strong, and a lot of the youth at that time wanted to be involved in it, but didn't have an outlet. You know, they didn't have an outlet, and you and you you talk about thirty, you talk about the the eighties and nineties, whereas you know, it was always something horrible to get into. You know, we still had the the, the gangs rising up. Uh, we still had uh, organized crime rising up, and it was an easy, uh, it was a good distraction, shall I say. 
for an opportunity for all these youth who wanted to be involved uh, to grow in some aspects in the industry that they like and without getting caught up in all the drama and all the mess. Yeah. You know, and even, even at that time, it was it, it turned out to be such a fabulous thing. I, I look at it right now, and I see at least 60% of all of those almost 150 teenagers, rappers, dancers, DJs, singers, either own businesses right now, they did a great extent in being successful either in business or in music, and I mean, I could just go down the name. Or just know? being a part of a family, or just yeah. having a family. Yeah, because it was yeah. definitely a family vibe. Yeah. yeah. And it was more, it was also, you know, that fraternal aspect, because we look out for each other right now. Yeah. Structure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I the young cats don't have what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. So like the guys that were underneath you, they had structure. A lot of these younger guys, the younger generation, they don't they have don't structure. Have you can't tell they them anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm not knocking the, the young generation of rappers. I can't really call them hip-hop. Why not, though? Because I like what Cool Rock Ski said. He said. They don't have the elements. The elements. The elements of hip-hop is they got one. breaking. Yeah, they just have MCN. The elements of hip-hop was breaking, dancing, DJing, rapping, uh -huh, man, graffiti. And graffiti. And... Mm -hmm. They don't have we don't, they don't have it nowadays. They just they just rap. Well, they have what the industry gave them. Uh, you know, start offered them. Yeah, I say to yeah, have. the industry, the industry itself back then is different. You know, we covered the basis of talking about uh, insurance and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But we have a different people executive. We have different executives. We have different direction of what the industry is pushing now. True. We don't, uh, own, we we, don't own hip hop anymore. No. Let's just be real. Absolutely. We do not own hip hop you know, used anymore. To be, the people who were in executive positions used, positions used to be A and R directors, yeah. real A and R directors, yeah. uh, producers, people who were actually part of music. Now it's lawyers, attorneys and you know, people, you know, who... People can steal from you. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're going to skate around Leo Cohen. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, well, let's, let's just go, let's just go no, to let's, it. Let's blow it He was on the Breakfast Club. And um, I forgot who asked him the question. He said, you know, he was talking about the mumble rappers and all this other nonsense. He said, well, man, you know... Was, what, what did he, he say? He said, it's a little bit... He said... My I family's got to eat. Right. My family got to eat. I'm like, when I saw the, the Breakfast Club, I was like, wow. I tell so, you what, though. Saul is about the money. Although what he said, I respected him for being honest. Uh, because yeah. he was the yeah. only one that said it. Ever said it. Ever said it. Because that's what they've always been doing. And right then, I said, well, I knew before then, but I was like, God, we don't own hip-hop, man. No. How does we keep creating stuff? And it keeps escaping. Well, us, this man. particularly was a plan. Oh yeah, this was a this that was a plan uh, derived about twenty years ago to change the industry. Cointel Pro, exactly, and mm -hmm. they successfully did it, owning it. So, so and okay, steering so. the direction of the artists that they want to sign. Nothing is by uh, mistake right now. Um, it is definitely by design to make a certain amount of money. Uh, to uh, guide the artists that they particularly sign, whatever style that they particularly sign, 
uh, with a mindset of steering the industry in a different direction that oh, they want to control. Mm-hmm. And when you throw in hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars at individuals, they're not mm-hmm. going to complain about it. They're going to accept it. But I think that was fair to say at one point, but like now it's it depends on how do you discover your music because I don't listen to nothing that's on the radio I don't know what's hot on the radio I want to listen to what is considered hip hop Mm -hmm. I could go discover that I don't need a record label or a radio station so I think that's just becoming the the jargon and it's easy for people to say because I can listen to I can name five artists that y'all probably never heard of that's doing pretty well they grew their fan bases because I'm from an independent aspect so I never looked to that but you could have said that 10 years ago, too, Twin. So, I, no, I could have said it 10 years ago, but I'm saying right now, the overall, if I go to Apple Music or Tidal, if I go to Tidal, I don't necessarily get fed what's ever mainstream. If I go to Tidal, like, I heard you say something about the female rap, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with that because do you listen to Raspity? Do you listen to the people that come out of her camp? If you're looking for it, you will find it. If they're forcing it on you, yeah. you're going to accept it. But it's a it, everything is out there now. But most people, but most people do not search because they yeah, don't know what you, to search for. Exactly. You, you're you're not a, a regular. Like, how many people are like you, twin? So you're my not, brother. <laughs> exactly. But so you don't have a lot of individuals who are who are coming up in the uh, the music industry as far as hip hop or so called hip hop, yeah. uh, who would do things like that. You have individuals who are all about not just the fortune that they can see. You have yeah. people who are strictly about the fame, the bits and the glamour. Sometimes you won't see that if it's if it's an individual like yourself. Man, I, I'm sorry. I give it to you, twin give you this. There's some places that got gas for two eighty nine right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you gotta search for it, right? Facts. And you gotta go there. And you have to have the willingness to go there, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got some gas that's right on the corner from your house. That's three dollars and thirty nine cents. Mm-hmm. That's a team. You go go through the three dollars and thirty nine. But I'm just saying, for conversation's sake, though, yeah. because like you put uh, Jules, you put together something that's great, and you still seeing the fruits of that labor. So mm-hmm. you know, like hip hop will never die in your aspect because of that. But. I think the evolution of music is just what we get in today, like the the mumble rap, so to speak. But like when the Fat Boys was rapping, your parents didn't want to hear the Fat Boys. Like I think the, the evolution of music is what's confusing hip hop and music. I think it's going beyond the the, the comparison of the um, the parents. Even though our parents d- didn't want to hear some of it, we're pretty much talking about individuals who are getting signed who are. Uh, deterring the whole entire style of hip hop in a totally different direction to whereas we're not even recognizing that this is hip hop. Even at this forum on the table we're saying different things other than what we're hearing to or what the industry is considering a hit is hip hop. Will it ever go back? I believe so. I don't know about back. Go back to what though? That, 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 musical. musical. Rubber band. I so, think it because is. right now I think the problem people get tired because right now what's being publicized yeah. is not skill, it's not talent, it's not artist. What what's not talented uh, about it though? Like like when people like that's discrediting somebody okay, who's hey, when I, when we say this, let's say this. Right now, I would say somebody who's not talented is you look at who they're pushing. You look at right now, one of their biggest artists in the industry right now, Sexy Red. Like, Little Kim at the, the time. Little Kim. No. Sexy Red and Little Kim. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. 
at the very least, I, I'm not an advocate for anybody, but I'm saying at the very least, Sexy Red write her own rhymes. When you were introduced to Little Kim, that stuff she was saying, how she was saying she can't, all the stuff that she was saying, a man was actually writing that. So at the very least, if we're talking about talent, Sexy Red write her own rhymes. So if we're talking about talent and realness, nursery rhymes. I write my own nursery rhymes. Versus somebody else writes my rhymes for me. So but how is it not telling me that? make it more of a tack on Sexy Red because even the content of her lyrics. Nah, I'm going to take it further. You know why she got to write her own rhyme? She making more money because she got to get all them damn prescriptions filled. With <laughs> but, but that has nothing to do with rap. I feel that, but that uh, has saying, nothing though. to do with rap. So I'm saying, saying if we talk about, he's saying, she not, right, but she, he's saying no she's not talented. He says she's not talented. I'm not talented. saying she's not talented. No, he's, uh, I'm saying well, I, 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 just actually I said that. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying, you know, but what she, she promoting STD. Right, right, right. That, that's what I'm saying. When he said not talented, like, yeah, so. But what is talent? Because if you compare talent back then, and I'm from, you know, the era of little Kim and all who that. didn't write her own raps. Understood. Foxy Brown, who didn't write her own Understood. raps. Understood. So but on, they on. had a storyline. They had line. an understanding. They had a storyline okay. and an understanding from two male perspectives of what a female should want to be in that life. Because they were part of that life. Since we're talking about hip hop, I just want to say this. Since we're talking about hip hop, I'm not gonna get in the dispute with you on that twin because we're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> gonna keep it up here about <laughs> talent and 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 everybody at this table right now, our mindsets are totally different than a regular mm-hmm. listening this person. But I will say this. As a father, I don't want to talk about the comparisons of uh, think she's sexy red uh, or Miss Miss Kim Slim or whoever. <laughs> I'm, I'm mocking, mm-hmm. but I will say this: as a father to a 15 year old daughter, need I need I say anything further? Right, no, exactly. No. As a father to a 15 year old daughter. And I also, I'm not going to tell my age, but I also have an older daughter who was back in the, uh, the little Kim uh, when she was smoking, when she was exactly. throwing down. I have to protect the ear gates of my 15-year-old daughter yes. now more than I have to protect the ear gates of my older daughter um, back when little Kim was, 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 was a hit. So Hold on, thing, but I think that's because you've seen what it could do to somebody because now we're seeing what no, how music no, destroys. No, that's not the reason. That's not the reason. I, 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 it, you, you, it, it take a father to a daughter to see. I have a daughter. In both eras, though. No, that's what I'm saying. So you saying in 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 '96, '95 when Little Kim was hot, mm-hmm. that was something you would have your daughter want your daughter to listen no, to. No, no, I never said want to my daughter. No. Not not want. I'm I saying said, versus I, what's right now. I said what well, I said these words. I am protecting more of the ear gates of my daughter, my 15-year-old, because of the prolification and so plainness. And in the day and age where we have social media throwing everything out there more um, at this particular time, it makes it harder for me, not as only a historian in this hip-hop business, but as a father to the messages that's coming out because the, the young teenagers right now see them as... Uh, the affluence, yes. the, uh, the, you know, those. So, go ahead. Bob. No, hold on. So I get it. But twin, here's the thing, and it's not the truth. Nobody wrote the, the person Denzel, the Denzel Washington, 
Well, no, he didn't write a script, right? He still was one of the best actors. It don't matter who write, right? Showmanship. It's, it's showmanship and who performed the best, right? Like, at one point in time, I, we do had an artist named Nicki Nick. I wrote her first mm-hmm. song, right? So when I wrote her first song, I wasn't like, yeah, bitch, I wrote your record. I, I was more like, shit, let's get it, because we're a team. Mm-hmm. So, well, Sexy Red, where we're we're the mistake happened is when we accept certain bullshit, right? What's the bullshit I'm in a, Sexy uh, Red? Though? I listen, for her, sure. No, her. Listen. Her, listen. You gotta, you gotta I, first of all, I actually think Sexy Red is it's not real. I, I, right. I yeah, think I that, think, yeah, I, I, I yeah, really do think yeah, that. She's a plant. But so, I also think that she's really getting a bad rap, and she that's, should, what, that's what's blowing her up more. I don't think she should no, get a bad rap, no, bro. I think, I, think, I think you wish she'd eliminate her. But that's quick. a see. testament to the times that we're in with that lipstick. That's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. Lipstick <laughs> called Camarilla and uh, what's the other one? Uh, oh, they all they all they have different names yeah, for STDs. But that so as, yeah. as we are right now um, um, giving honor to the 50th year of hip hop and and. And all of that, we definitely know that the hip hop derived from actually giving a message. You know, whether it was about your hood, whether it was about your lifestyle. It was three months ago, I believe it was Nicki Minaj. Her child uh, was in the room with her. They saw a video. I don't know if the video is still up now. And one of her songs came on. Mm-hmm. You should have saw how fast she was to try and turn off one of her same songs. Same thing with Cardi B. To, she did the same I, thing. I believe it was Cardi B. It was Cardi B. Um, uh, but if you don't want your child to listen to what the industry is getting you to push, why is it okay for my child to help you make millions? I, I, I can actually See, that's tell you difference. that, though. I, the, it, it's okay for and your the, child because I am the one. If, I, if, mm-hmm. no, 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 if I'm making the money and my, my kids don't listen to it because it's a parental advisory sticker on that that says you should be a certain age to listen to that. If you don't follow that, that's not my problem if I follow that. that so, hold on, that's just like going to see a rated R movie, the, right? And that is the distinguished answer that you just answered to answer your own question about why somebody is different from why, why she should be different, why she should sexy red be different from Little Kim. Is no, that, no, I'm saying Sexy Red is the evolution of what Little Kim was. Not. How not, bro? Because listen, I would say that, more Megan Thee Stallion is more yeah, on the yeah, so, side of so Little Kim versus so, 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 Sexy so, Red. So, so, sexy Red is not the evolution uh, of Little Kim. So who was Sexy uh, Red the evolution no. of? Uh, sexy Choice. Red, Choice. No, 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 no. That's her name. Choice from Rap a Lot. Started her own. Yeah. No, Choice from Rap a Lot used to rap like that back in the day. But have you heard every Sexy Red? So you talking about how it's over sexualized and all of that? No, no, I'm saying have you have you heard ever she said she said pound town town because you're, town. you're comparing it my to other artists. My pussy pink, but my booty hoe is brown. Uh, she is definitely an original individual well, in the genre of female <laughs> rap. No, 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 no. She's, she's choice. Choice is I the don't closest. Think she's the evolution of anybody <laughs> because of lyrical content. I got what you're saying. I, not because <laughs> she's a rapper. I think that's unfair to say because this is not the raunchiest and most derogatory woman we have ever heard rap. Like the only thing is that the shit was catchy and it worked like she, she th- this mo- has been attempted she is but she's the most derogatory one I heard <laughs> no she not she said my, Mr. Freaky, my pink, and my, she no, like, no, oh, oh. 
Mr. Freaky. That yeah. that cannot be but the most derogatory woman that you have heard rap. First of all, I was very, I was very how old? No, no. How old were you when you released Freaky? Nineteen. Okay. So you were 19, you were overly sexualized and horny, and you got a hit record out of it. No, no, I wasn't And it was the time of Freaky, no, so everything was over-sexualized. I'm sorry, did I, did I hear uh, in Freaky the... I'm saying I for the time, the, the time, freaky, for the show, time. When you, well, I, I missed the lyric. Like hold, the on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. I missed the lyric in Freaky when you, you told everybody what the color of your booty was. No, no, at the time. No, 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 stop. Juice, don't do that. Hold on, stop. Listen. Right, he didn't say those things, but at the no, time so that Freaky was uh, released, uh, uh, that was controversial, right? Uh, Just be no, real. No, no, no. Freaky was never controversial. But listen, I said, hey, cutie cutie with the big booty, come and do me. I'm going to lay you down, do my duty for juicy as a rump. Let's bump bumpers, no, it's not money. Yeah, I'm Freaky, but I'm a newcomer. I'm going to lick you like candy, smooth with my hands, so hand me the baby oil, oh, baby. I'm so good you fall in love with these hands. Next is the latex. Say sex. Hello, me big man. You be a big fan, though. We just met. Let's go to my crib and make the wall sweat. Bumper Nugglies, love me. Sorry, sugar. Freakazoid Tramp, you little booger. Clever writing. <laughs> not right? But you're talking that but, but now the dumbing down, the mumble rap, we're we're getting we're digressing with the way lyrics are. You get a sexy red, and know, that's not the worst this, thing that this, today. I don't this. think it's part of hip hop, man. Right. I just I gotta be honest with you, because I just exactly. don't think it's part of hip hop. So what's I the difference between rap and hip hop? Rap, hip hop are the elements. Rap is just an element of hip hop. I think that you're people, not not people. Overall, people are confusing hip hop music with rap music. I think, I think people, rap, rap, rap is a business. Hip hop is a lifestyle. That's the difference. Rap is a rhyming. business. So where has it gone? Because if that's the case. There is hip hop is gone. Yeah, if but, that's the case, but I would like to say this before we go into the hip hop because I gotta we gotta make a break right quick. We because we going to eleven thirty. We 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 got the, we got the power to push shit back. So right now y'all about to check out uh, a video. Um, kick him off the show. Shut up, Mustafa. Um, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna go to the video, y'all from the, from uh, my movie Daddy. I love him. Hope y'all like it. We'll be right back. Right after these messages, we'll be right back, I think. Daddy, I have no idea what you're talking about. His love supersedes mine? You've been reading my journal? Daddy, that's my private stuff. That's not fair. Ain't nothing private in this house. You don't pay for nothing, so you don't pay for nothing to be private. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
that you love me. I know that you love me. He does a big concern, but he's a good provider, and yes, he's stern. I know that you want me to have the best in life, but if I can't be with him, then my life ain't right. Oh, Daddy, I love him. Oh, Mama, I love him. Mama, I love him. picture uh daddy i love him available on prime amazon prime and uh tubi check us out listen we talking about transformation music and happiness today right here on the rise ground morning show uh celebrating uh 50 years of hip-hop we got none other than uh my first producer jewel silas in the building um Jewel, I'm not gonna lie. I knew I knew things before I got to Jewel, but the truth of the matter is, Jewel gave me uh, a new structure. But Jewel in the in the, in, the, in the production end, he showed me so much far as in regards on how to work different equipment um, and tracking was different when I got to his studio. So I learned a lot, of, and I just want to give you your flowers now, brother. I love you. Oh, I appreciate that. Man. Um, I love you too, bro. Um, I have wit- I, I have witnessed uh, a lot of things and great people come out from Jewel Kitchen, of course, Boss came from uh, Jewel as well. Uh, uh, shout out to my, my East Side people, uh, the Zombies. Y'all don't know what the Zombies will were. Uh, what was his name? Word. Just Word. Word and Rob. Word and Rob. Rob, Rob is Lee. a minister. Rob Lee is a minister now. Uh, <laughs> shout out to IROC. Uh, shout out to DJ Cutter. Uh, uh, Q Hefner. Q Hefner, uh, Trigger. Smaller. Q Hefner was from a group called Small and Rough. 
Mm-hmm. Um, why do girls drop the niggas in the trucks? Why do girls drop the niggas in the trucks? Um, <laughs> so not only was we a threat in hip hop, because we had we had all forms of hip hop. Shout yeah. out to my first DJ. Well, he wasn't my first DJ. He's the first DJ in the posse was DJ Rod. What up, baby bro? Um, he was out of Jacksonville, Florida. Jewel, he came to stay with Jewel, and, he, and Jewel like y'all two together, and that was it. It wasn't no shit. Right. Like, we had it. We just and we, and we clicked ever since then. Actually, DJ Rod was when I was when I was in Atlanta just a few weeks ago. Um, a lot of friendships. One thing I don't I don't like that we did not do was all our kids because um, we got a lot of children that came out of that crew. Mm-hmm. So like, and I wish they would just grew up knowing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talking about a force to be reckoned with? Oh my let's, god! Let's do a D reunion. Come on, man. Uh, we can put them together. Uh, so I, don't, I don't like some of them niggas right now. Drew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Put the, I put I the like, bad in the past. No, we 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 could definitely go together. But Shout out to MC Connection. MC Connection. Um, Chuck and Donald. Rob Fresh. Rob Fresh. Rob uh, Nichols. Uh, who else? Damn, it's a lot of us. It's a time. I can't even name it, but Kim. Damn. They business owners right now. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a lot of people. It's, it's, it's a lot, lot of us. So, but we all, we all have respect for each other, of course. Um, not only, I was going to say, not only was rapping, but DJ and, DJ and dancing. Yep. Ooh, dancing. Bro, listen. Oh, yeah. oh, shout out to Steady Rock. Oh, Steady and Rock. And DJ Fingers. DJ Steady they Rock. They came DJ out of that crew. They out of Z-Pot They wow. out of z um, uh-huh. yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of us. Um, I mean, it's incredible. It's, you talking about some so here's the thing I gotta tell the story so Eastside guys didn't believe in freak dancing right and, and, and West, West Side guys that's all they did was freak dance right well Jewel had a crew that knew how to freak dance and shit so when we all got together it was like incredible when we go out partying they used to look at us like who the fuck these motherfuckers are Cause we used to tear their ass up every time. So I, I was one of those rappers who used to dance too, right? So when I would, you would say my life on stage one time. He seen me getting winded because I was I was dancing. I was literally dancing, right? And then Jewel seen me getting winded on stage, and he rolled the chair out, and I fell right in that bitch in the microphone and started rapping like shit. People thought it was part of the act. It, it was wasn't. not. It wasn't. Jewel saved my I'm ass. Like, we was at the Grand Quarters. This dude. I, I just did some. I, I didn't do no flips, but I did some hops, some splits. Came out. I was like, I was like. You was like, I seen that. Like, oh shit! Boop. Like you missed the breath. Like let me go right. and throw this out here. Yeah, I mean, right. and, he, and he and but that's what I'm saying. That the camaraderie that we had was incredible because we we worked side by side with each other all the fucking time. We st- we stayed at twenty nine twenty nine twenty nine thirty. Yeah, um, Pasadena. We got the house back. And yes, yeah, yeah, shout out shout to Tutu, uh, yeah, baby girl. Shout out to my 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 baby, my my niece daughter, uh, Chris Crystal. That's my niece daughter. Uh, Finest. He called her Finest. That's my that's my daughter niece. That's my baby. Uh, she the one gonna bring me some peach cobbler because nobody else had none. But she's bringing me some peach cobbler today. But no, Jewel Jewel set a tone for other other people. Other people to realize what what's needed for uh, for artists to become artists. To where I work the hell out of my dances. Anybody know me? I love to perform. Right? Mm-hmm. I probably I, we used to practice on the grass, but in order for them to get it, we practice on concrete. 
So <laughs> you can miss a split if you want to on that concrete. <laughs> Your ass mm-hmm. throw up. But I used to. But I was. I I didn't just step back and do this. I was actually dancing with my um with my dancers. So it wasn't like they were like, "Well, you try to do that shit on the concrete." So you get out there with them. Yeah, I definitely get out there. But it was amazing. We had uh, anywhere from a hundred to hundred and fifty dancers, DJs. Rapper. Uh, rappers and then some singers Thugs. started coming in. Uh-huh. Thugs and we had it from top <laughs> to bottom. Uh, uh, shout out to the 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 dog pound. Oh yeah, the original. Yeah, we the know, dog for that. The amazing part about it is that the parents didn't didn't sometimes believe in the movement. But they didn't fail to drop their kids off every Sunday at, at my address. <laughs> you know, they knew right. something positive was mm-hmm. going on. So we had don't get fed. Right. A huge, <laughs> a huge, huge following. When we go out, you know, no, we didn't have some bad times. Mm-hmm. You know, some challenges with other cliques, other people, other businesses. We didn't get thrown out of. <laughs> Flirt establishments, you know things like that, but we uh-huh. still kept a tight crew. It was a big family. Uh, Shout out to S. C. Wilmer, my baby, who put up with all of that. Yeah, and she did. Listen, I don't know. I tell the story all the time when my mother had got sick. Jewel mother was the one who stepped in and became my mother's caregiver. That's how cool we were. So, because I needed him in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> here's look. Here's all the equipment. Here's your pillow. We need you cranking beats, cranking out this music. Mm, yeah, and that's what we did. And we was a family. We still a family to this day. Absolutely. Though I don't like some of them. Some bitches. It's okay. Okay. Jewel, <laughs> uh, keep it cool. I, I mean, I'm still the same person. So, Jewel, and overall, when it came down to you making music. Um, Jewel had a thing to where nobody would fuck with Jewel if his hair wasn't fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell the story, Jewel. You see the look on her face. She's like, what, what? What are you talking about? Um, I used to have a lot of hair. Mm. And they come in the studio and see that my hair is done, whether it was finger waved or whatever. They would leave the studio. They love to see me like a mad scientist. They would actually come on there and mess my hair up. Pull it straight up in the sky because they felt that that was the best way they was going to get the best tracks. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it worked. You know, I don't know whether it was the truth of it or not. But they he always did the best they, work when his hair was fucked up. Why? That's what they say. I, I think. I think because it's concentrate. I think because he. I, I mean, the I, I energy. Think, no, yeah. Well, he gonna say energy. I think he had <laughs> enough, straight up. No, I think he had enough sex and his, oh, his wow. hair was just fucked up. And oh he, my god! That way he was <laughs> only doc. <laughs> center point was different um no <laughs> so no but, but seriously like people at a certain time I remember like if if I didn't work in the studio like when I was working in another studio if I wasn't funky people wouldn't fuck with me Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, he ain't been in the studio long enough. It feel like your mojo. Yeah, they're like, if they, they're like, man, if you ain't musty, it don't. smells like a hit. <laughs> oh, yeah, literally, it smells like a hit. That's how they used to be. Like, like I rock, I rock. I think I rock was the first person. Was like, man, I ain't fucking with Jewel if his hair ain't fucked up. Right. And he say say to me, if Doc ain't been in that studio two or three days, I ain't fucking with him because that's how it was. I'd be, I'm a studio rat. I would stay in the studio forever. Right. But um. I think everybody, everybody who who's a producer, one having they had they idiot yeah. secrecies or their yep, quirks, yep, quirks yep. that makes them be that person they need to be for their artist at a particular time. Yeah. So my question to you, Jewel, was when it came down to you producing, what was some of your mem- most memorable moments 
And because uh, I know I know you was fucking with Nicki Nicki on them lyrics, and you was getting frustrated. Uh, because uh, it took her like three days to get some lyrics. So I think he was pissed off. Shout out to Nicky Nick. Uh, Shout out to you, Nicky Nick. <laughs> what was your most memorable moments or projects in the studio? Because Jewel just didn't produce rap. My my he most. produced singers and stuff. Cosmos and stuff. My most memorable moment with Deep Posse, since we're on the hip hop subject, was. Um, I have two right on the top of my head. I'm quite sure later I'll think of some more. But the main two was when you were a teenager, uh, one of the commissioners in the city of Detroit came to me and he wanted to do an anti-drug, anti-crime song. And they said they were going to pay for the whole entire thing. And um, I'm like, Doc, I need you to, I need this in one day. And he wrote a song called "The Pain Is On The Children," mm. and how to, you know. And when he came to me, and I don't know if you made the beat or I made the beat. You made the beat, but we did that thing in less than twenty-four hours. The commissioner of Detroit approved it, and they put it out, you know, as an anti-drug, anti-crime song for Detroit. So that was one great memory. The other great memory is we was going, we like I said, we had different style rappers. You know, some were gangster rappers, some were uh, political rappers, some were party rappers. Uh, Rob Fresh, uh, I was watching a series on, um, I was watching actually Richard Pryor. Um, and he was doing this thing about we need to get our people off of drugs, you know, and why is it? Richard Pryor was doing a stand-up saying, why is it that uh, we can only get assistance from our counterparts is when they get on drugs? Why is it that, you know, we don't have assistance when we, you know, us as blacks are on drugs? So I challenged Rob to write a song called I Only Sell to the Suburbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's all right. I Only Sell to the Suburbs. And at the end, and Rob, he wrote it like that. He wrote it like that. We recorded it. And uh, I wish I could find that. I wish I could That's find funny, it. Rob, uh, Rob, if you're listening, you out there, I need to track it out. But the thing, and right at the end of it, we had Richard Pryor's voice. We was afraid that if we put it out there, we were going to get sued. But uh, we took a shot anyway. And we had Richard Pryor's voice from the stand-up. It said, well, the next time you see us in trouble, maybe you'll help us. Mm-hmm. Maybe is what Maybe. it says. And looking at that, which we did twenty years ago. Oh, no, that twenty and, years ago. And, uh, which, which, which you didn't make yourself seem young. I am. <laughs> no, so, that was nineteen ninety one, Jew. And looking at that, <laughs> and the trend of how you know. I know the fentanyl right now is the thing that everybody want to get help for, but before that, it was a what was it? Another opiate cri- uh, crisis. Mm-hmm. They want to get help for, but when crack first came out, they didn't fuck to with get no help. No, no help. So, uh, and and for me to write that song before it's time, and we go through two different types of uh, scares or a uh, series of drugs, and the same thing actually still be happening. It's time to drop it again now, man. Uh, now is the time to drop it. Definitely. Yeah, now is de- <laughs> I would say this. One of my most favorite, my most memorable times was, uh, I know Jewel wasn't there through the whole thing. I think he was either out of town or you was, no, you wasn't sick. You was out of town. My father was in California. They had called us to do a soundtrack for the motion picture Mirror Mirror mm-hmm. with Sony. 
So at this time, Jewel, uh, to me, it was a competitive beef between R.J. Rice and Jewel because they became partners, right? Mm -hmm. R.J. loved New York rappers. I mean, he was... I almost said the wrong thing. But <laughs> RJ used to be like, y'all can't fuck with New York rappers. I mean, that was his thing, that's right? RJ, man. Right. And then, so, uh, so they needed a soundtrack for the motion picture. Mm-hmm. Right. Sony. This is Sony Pictures. This ain't no bullshit. Right. Sony Pictures. So, Jewel was like, Carl, Peaches was um, one of the managers on Jewel's team. He said, he said, call docking them and get them on it right away. But they need it tonight. Wow. I'm talking about, she called us at 9 o'clock at night. And we said, we don't know what the fuck the movie is about. So she had to bring the VHS tape over and watch it over my house. And we, VHS tape. Yeah, we watched it in my living room. And then, mm-hmm. and at this time, we all drunk. They not, hide. not me. Not Jewel. But all the rappers were drunk. <laughs> Iraq was one of, Iraq was so keen. He could be drunk and high and still perform. It was me, Rob, Iraq. And I think Donald, or no Chuck. So mm-hmm. we are, we went to the studio at about ten thirty at night on at sounds we on at night. Now we are groggy. The person that's only pictures were looking at us like, hey, and I'm looking like, hey, we, we <laughs> fucked up. But we go in there and perform, um, and we couldn't get it right that night, that late night. Where we did a dummy track. Jewel had just came in, and Jewel said, "Let me get in the studio." Would them do these lyrics over because they can do better than this before. Right. Jewel, Jewel was the only person who could actually bring shit out of me far as when I could get, get into the flow. And I mean, Jewel was only one. It's only two people who could record my ver- voice properly. That's Jewel and Nate. So and Nate didn't come till later. So Jewel came in and said, "Don't doc, do this." He was, if he waved his hand, I could follow the flow on how he moved his hand. You feel me? And they were like, when he did it, the white boy did that. like. We needed you last night. He was like, I'm here now. You know what I mean? And we did it, and it was dope. You know what I mean? That was one of my most memorable times, right? The second memorable time is, is, is getting a Billboard magazine. Wow, yeah. Oh, wow. And then seeing my name is, we was, I was, no, I think it was number 89 or something. But top 100. In the top 100. That's good, man. In Billboard magazine. But first time I seen my name on Billboard, I was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? It was Nicki Nick's song, Yo Baby, Yo Baby, Yo. And uh, so if y'all remember, Yo Baby, Yo Baby. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Murphy charged yeah, me. Yeah, I remember that. I, I, I wrote that. What you say? Eddie Murphy charged me about $8,000 for that yeah. to use at uh, Well, you're looking at today's time. Beverly Hills it, Cop. It would have been 80000 You remember oh, wow. that? Yeah. At the beginning, yeah. he said, yeah. Can you rap? Well, I want to hear you rap. Yeah. Let me hear you Let say, me say, yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. It's from the movie. Wow. From the movie. Beverly uh, Hills Cop. Yeah, we put that in. So, yeah, those are my memorable moments. And my whole crew, our whole crew, it, it, was, it was really dope. And Drew, I just wanted to give you your flowers. Right now, right here on the Rise of Ground Morning Show Podcast. So, I appreciate it. I want to say thank you for Cool Rock Ski from the Fat Boys. Richard Heath, I told you I got your ass. <laughs> um, Kuraski from the Fat Boys. Cole 187 from Above the Law. Spice One. And my man Q. And shout out. Before I leave here, we're going to go to the video. But before I leave here, I got to give uh, old boy his props for hooking me and Q up together. I guess we go to. Can we get, we got one more video? We got one more video. I got to make sure I say his name right. I mean, I, I said his name right. I just got to make sure I got his. His business name, right? We'll be right back. Y'all check another Rise of Ground Morning Show right here on podcasting. 
Thank you so much. You're beautiful, Madassi. Thank, you. Thank you for your interview. Thank you. Will I see you in Ghana? Yes. All right. You'll see me in Ghana. Yes, sir. Not doing what you think you should do, but doing what you feel in your heart. Madassi, for having me. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Do you know any words in the language from Ghana? I know Chale. I will be going to Ghana. I think of Ghana all the time. It is for you to be here tonight. It's valuable. Ghanaian. I cry. Cape Coast? I went up into the mountains of Aburi and I got in store. You know, my great-great-grandparents are from Ghana. I would love to visit Africa way more often. I think anybody from here should do it. I was in West Africa. Yeah. I went to Benin, yeah. Uncle Ralph Ralph McDaniels. I love interviewing people. Right. So You got a talent for it, too. Miss Sumidasi. Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Madasi, all the fans for streaming my music. A lot of kids, man. These kids are incredible now, man. And I'm happy to meet you and talk to you. Nice. I love Ghana. I love the love. I don't. If it wasn't for the Bronx. This rap thing probably never would be going on. Now tell me where you from. Uptown, baby. I grew up in the Bronx where I could not walk through Little Italy. But then decades later, I'm teaching in Italy. I'm with Samara. It's your boy, Grandmaster, one of the architects that built this culture. So God bless and keep rocking. That's, that's another thing I would like to see us, um, Byron, Jewel, and people who's involved with hip-hop and music right now is, is reach out to the youth and let's create a program for them because that's very important. Because whether Jewel know it or not, he had a program for us. You feel me? Um, it was just um, it was just that we did it when we were younger. And knowing what, what we know now, we know the effects that can happen. So shout out to Strike Oppose Photography. My man email, he the one who connected us with Spice, Spice One and Code 187 from Above the Law. So, any um, agreement? You got anything you want to ask? Yeah, I just want to touch on uh, the evolution of hip hop. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always just go to another artist, like how, what you're doing, like what I'm doing. You know, you evolve from an artist basically to a businessman, mm -hmm. to a, a mogul. And for, but Thank yeah, you. I mean, Thank I mean, you. I mean, I mean and when we start talking about evolution of hip hop, that's really what I'm looking at. Like, far as with me, was a basketball player, um, college, played a little bit overseas, that didn't work out, had to find something else to do, uh, was working in clubs, and then became a bouncer. I was trying to get into the FBI Secret Service, didn't happen. You know, they had their black man quota already. Mm -hmm. So once I left basketball at 27, I wasn't the same player that I was when I was, you know, 18. 22, yeah. you know, 18. Mm -hmm. um, working in the clubs, was a bouncer, and then I was I started becoming a bodyguard for people coming into town, but then I also had a label, and then I transitioned from that, I became Eminem's bodyguard, and then I started writing books. Mm -hmm. people, first of all, I didn't know I could read. And then I was writing books, did five bestseller books, and then as of recently, uh, transition from that to doing documentaries and film. I yeah. went to school for film. So, what's uh, your documentary? Uh, Kids in Cages: uh, The Making of a Juvenile Delinquent. Oh, It's on Tubi. Mm -hmm. It's it's dope. It's dope. And all the people on there that's speaking look like us. Absolutely. Black professionals. Black professionals. That's dope. Um, Joe, you got anything you want to say? Um. If you are, for the listeners and individuals here, um, 
right now I'm still doing uh, some things in music. Um, there's some things coming out that I'm not hold telling on, anybody on, before, about. Before you even go there, fuck that. Listen, um, Jewel, when, when it comes out of producing, I'm not going to fucking lie. He, he's still one of the best motherfuckers there is, <laughs> right? And um, people, people used to always ask me, like, Dog, who, dog, for real, for real, for real, who gonna be fucking with you? I said, shit, Jewel. I can name a couple other, Glenn Cannon, a couple other people I can name. But Jewel stuck out because Jewel actually, he know, one, he know how to play. Right. Now, is he Liberace? <laughs> Yeah, but he nah. can but he, but he can fuck over he can fuck <laughs> yeah. over Teddy Riley and, and, and oh, any, that's pretty good and, that. oh man any yeah. other producer you know he can fuck over very badly I just look at how people don't understand what it takes to produce well producing a record and actually making the music is two different things yeah right? okay and so most people don't know that so to actually come up with something out of your head something you thinking that's mm-hmm. so far gone to bring it to life, man, that is the dopest. Man. It's some of the dopest shit you ever do. And then when it go right, and even when it go wrong, because sometimes the artist you working with, it's, it might not be their song. Yeah, but if it's if it's someone, Jewel's probably the best person that you ever gonna have on vocal oh, arrangement. I appreciate it. No, bro, on vocal arrangement, he a fucking beast. He can make people <laughs> who can't sing sound good. I seen him do it. Wow. I mean, I seen him do it. Arrangements. I mean, like I said, I've been around people. Michael Powell. I started being around Michael Powell later in life, but I started really being around Michael Powell, and I started understanding when y'all call him R. Kelly. I used to call him Dirty Rob. When Dirty Rob used to be at the studio, and I used to be like, first of all, it reminded me of Drew because R. Kelly hair was sticking straight up in the air, and his socks was dirty. Right. Oh, Lord. But, but I'm not gonna lie, he been listen, he been in the studio for about ten damn days. Oh right? man, he, I understood. He probably ain't changed his clothes or nothing. But he was just a he's a he's a studio rat. Yeah. And when you a studio rat, you don't give a fuck what's around you. You only care what's in front of you. Yeah, you just you only care what's in front of you. And most people didn't understand that. You know what I mean? Sometimes you wash up, you wipe the funk up off of you. You know what I mean? That's why I, <laughs> so, so I, I'm being honest with you. That's why I understood George Clinton being funky. George Clinton George Clinton was probably the worst motherfucker you ever would smell in life in person to person. That's not a bum. But he's like, man, sometimes you gotta get the fuck on you. And he's like, what the fuck? You know? Mm. But I understood. Yeah. So, some people have their thing. So I would definitely do again. This show is about definitely giving you your props. I just wanted appreciate to su- I just wanted to surprise you. And um I definitely get, every, get everybody to know um a lot of things that I learned from this man. And we're gonna keep it going. And <clears throat> I'm just saying this to everybody. If you have something that you love, keep doing it. Yes. I don't care your age. I don't care your size. I don't care about shit. We oh that's my phone. That's the email. Email already said your name. Um, uh, man, you said my name? Yeah, stri- uh, strike a post photography. Uh, get in contact with email. Said again. That's fourth time. Uh, <laughs> so, um, just just keep going. I don't care what nobody say. If you got a vision, keep visioning. Um, and, and just... I, 
I believe in prayer. I believe testimony is greater than prayer. Amen. So, so whenever you have someone to pour into you, let people know where that pour came came from, so they can understand it wasn't just all about you. Mm-hmm. Okay, because then they start looking at the person you are, think who they think you are. Then they don't see the validity, and then they get they respect you less. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you could be the worst person vocally. You feel me? You don't always right. say the right thing at the right time, but you could be the best person for them to learn from. Right. And some people take that and say, I want to learn. No, learn. I've always been an open book. I've always been a sponge. Become a sponge and just make something solid out of yourself. Shout out to everybody who helped us out today. SJ, uh, Kimani. This is the first time Kamani ain't say shit. I think he absorbed a whole lot of information today. <laughs> What'd you say? I, I did, man. I, I did. It was, it was kind of like, I don't want to say it's like watching TV because I'm, you know, separate from everybody, but I kind of felt like watching uh, almost like a documentary in a way. Yeah. I, I got to get the whole lot of phone, some fuel to kind of uh, keep me going and stuff on, on my path, too. It, it's just great to, to even be in conversation. Uh, with, with people like y'all, oh, this this was the book. Yeah, this one, I ain't gonna lie. This is, this is like my favorite show. This is my top three. This is definitely good. good. This is definitely yeah. my top three show. Awesome, awesome. Um, I'm honored to be here too, Doc. With you, 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 you're a pioneer yourself as well. Uh, you've done a lot for a lot of people. I've watched your birthday special. Uh, you see week. me cry like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna say all that. I truly honor That's you, and I, I just, you know, it's, it's one of those situations you go, wow, <laughs> you know. You just remember yesterday you was down in twenty nine thirty, and you just uh, you know people are esteeming you for all the work you've done, not just in music, but. Um, all the shows you've done, your graphic design, and you being a great influence upon them. So um, it's also me giving you honor and roses while oh, you're here, bro. Thank so you, much bro. Love yeah. to you. All right, that's what's up, man. You almost maybe uh, shed a tear because you know, I was like, "What you talk to my doctor, nigga?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah. So anyway, uh, um, yeah. Uh, thank uh, Maria for being here today. Thank you, Maria, for being Absolutely. here. Absolutely, um, I got the chance to finally get up here, and I learned a lot. History of the music I grew up to, and to see the faces around it is awesome. It's truly awesome. But didn't Cole One Eighty Seven and Kuraski look? Yeah. Oh my shout out to uh, uh, our engineers on the ones ones and twos and bringing us to you, none other than Shane Shannon on the Ooh. wheels too. Ooh. And and she's the person shadowing her today is none other than Miss Latina. Uh, Gigi came in late, but she bought me a caramel macchiato. So all that she get thrown out the window. Um, <laughs> thank you, Byron, for joining us today, yeah, man. Most definitely, man. You, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Today. I know you all that, man. I know, cool. I know you're gonna come into a new um, category of um, a genre of people. I think what what you call it, philanthropy pimping. Well, how you gonna do <laughs> philanthropy? Hey, you know, it's funny you say that. I just, um, I just. Landed my first uh, speaking gig with uh, Detroit Public School System. That's going to be on uh, December twelfth. Um, going to be doing all one hundred and ten schools. Uh, young black men, middle school, yeah. sixth to eighth grade, and um, that's it's awesome. Gonna be it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, fun. You had your bulletproof vest, though, right? I hope I don't need it. I hope I don't need it, man. We talk about that often. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so y'all, yes. And again, we have control. We control the time and what the fuck we doing. So we ain't in the rest, but we about to get off of here. What that say? Uh oh, say what say it. I don't know. I know you were still. Yeah, uh, no, plug, old. plug. That's what we doing. Just want to give a plug to my company, my fashion brand, Other Two Fifths. If you would, you know, please support. Go on Instagram and plug into Other Two Fifths. Uh, uh, why well, you got on your forearm? So when you hit hit a person in the face, yeah, exactly. You know, you give them that you know, uh, that, that right hook. Yeah, the other. You know, you can print that's on their jaw. No, okay. Can I can I plug some real quick? Uh, you just did, but go ahead. Oh, no, I got something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my three sons. Talk about the evolution of hip hop. I tried to keep them out of the music business, and I didn't even know they was doing it. You know, behind oh, yeah. my back, and uh, they're actually very good at it. Um, production, uh, R and B, singing, magazines, uh, Big Dog Brand, Branshaw, also Branshaw. Will check out his music on YouTube. It's mm. something very different. Mm. It, it's a big sixteen guy. That can sing and very melodic. But we need to get him on the show. Yeah, we'd love to have him on the show. Uh, okay. My my youngest son, uh, Bino, with Dripset Magazine, was a fashion clothing uh, magazine uh, with people from all over the world. Um, and then my oldest son, uh, Dose, he has uh, Navarre. Uh, jewelry, glasses. Mm. He does like what, what Hutch was doing, but yeah. he's been doing it for a while. Designing a lot of people coming in the city, getting the jewelry and all oh, that man. stuff. So we need to talk to your son. We yes, yes. We need to start exactly. <laughs> but they doing it. They doing it. They doing it big. Yeah, they came from my nuts. I know the hell they do. I did not say that. But but they did. They did. Okay. So then you think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spitopius. Listen, uh, we about to get out of here, y'all. We really appreciate everybody again. We are out. Rise and Ground Morning Show. See y'all next week. I don't want to talk to y'all until next week. Peace. Mm-hmm.